lovely. Hello and welcome to episode 99 of the Powerpods. Whoa. Oh my God. 99, Mark. Our last double digit episode. Our last episode. I know. Imagine if we just ended it here. <laughs> we'll leave it at 99. Leave yeah. it at 99. Leave we were going to leave it at 69, but we had so much more to say. There was more movies to, to come out. Yeah. Now <laughs> we're, we're pretty near the end now. There's pretty much no movies left. Yeah, we're, we're what a uh, you can tell by the fact that we've only watched three films this week. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! Ah, we'll be all right. Ah uh, no, we got lots to say. We have actually so much to say right now. A few theories to get into later on because we're going to be talking about the Stone Tape, nineteen seventy two, directed by Peter Sasdy. Nigel Neal, no? Oh no, it was written by Nigel Neal. Peter Sasdy. Yeah, Peter Sasdy. Yeah, I thought Nigel Neal directed it, but I'm wrong. Clearly. You know, he's the writer. A research team from an electrics company move into an old Victorian house to w- start work on finding a new recording medium. When team member Jill witnesses a ghost, team director Peter decides not only to analyze the apparition, which he believes is a psychic impression trapped in a stone wall, dubbed a stone tape. What? But it, but to exercise it. But oh no way, which he believes in a psychic impression trapped in a stone wall, but to exercise it too with terrifying results. <laughs> that is the longest fucking plot summary we've ever read. Yeah, it's actually God. The, the film actually isn't that complicated at all. It really isn't. Yeah, it's a ghost story. But we'll get on to that later on. Mm, yeah. So how, how you been? I've been good, bro. I've been good. <laughs> what were you about to say? <laughs> what, what you been up to? Uh, I've been up to nothing, man. Any plans for the weekend, man? Yeah, I'm going to go to EP, bro. EP, lad. I got my anorak here as well. Um, I'm ready to go. Got the new boots? Yeah, I got hiking boots. I brought, uh, I'm bringing water repellent. I'm bringing, uh, I have an airbed set up. Because I've been to EP twice before, but never as a... Never properly prepared. Well, no, actually, I, <laughs> I was actually fully prepared. Well... Last, that's actually a lie, yeah. Last time, I wasn't prepared for rain. Um, I had towels, but it wasn't enough. I wasn't properly prepared. And my, uh, I, I, I had one of those pop-up tents, you know, where you just, you just mm-hmm. open it, it just fucking, it just opens, and it just does itself. So handy, but, like, they just, they leak. They leak like fuck. I was on this, I think it was on the Sunday night. Um, that was the rain, I'm pretty sure. I oh, th- no, I think it was Saturday night. Yeah, it might have been Saturday or Friday. It was one of the nights I think it was of EP, anyway. I'm going to go ahead and say Saturday. Yeah, yeah, because you were there as well. Um, and so much happened, but yeah, on on the the rainy night, it was like I came back to my to my tent because I was in work till like midnight, and I came back to my tent. I've never actually been to EP as like a, a fucking um a bystander, a bystander, yeah, yeah as <laughs> as a civvy. <laughs> I'm always an employee, but you're, now, you've been on the clock. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time I have an actual ticket. Um, but yeah, I came back after work and I'd been lashing all day, and you can't even leave to like fix your stuff. I came back and the thing was just like, it was like getting worse and worse and worse. It was like like half waterlogged. I had to build like a dam like around my entire body, just composed of, of socks. You know, it was so bleak. Bear grills eat your heart it out. It was so bleak. I was there. St- I was like in the middle of the night. There'd be there'd be, it'd be like a it's like it's like being in a cave. Um, it'd be like just drops like falling down onto my head because like the the, the the pitch black from nowhere. Comes yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what it was. Um, so it was pretty awful. Um. Well, I got the Sunday off that that year because there was like a, a guard raid in my bar, which so is really funny. cool. Which was great. It was great. <laughs> that was an. It was actually the best thing about EP. Every time I've gone, I've always had a hor- like horrible experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stories that like continue to haunt me to this day, which I'll never live down. Really, <laughs> 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 which you're also involved in. <laughs> well, not involved in, but um, yeah. Um, 
but it's every hour it's something fucking crazy happens and you have mm-hmm. a laugh you have a laugh about mm-hmm. it afterwards and it's like last time was the best time because every hour something bizarre happened EP's chaotic yeah it's so chaotic there's mm-hmm. so many cool characters cool cats you know so many like wonderful weirdos about yeah 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 it's just and they really like they really bring it out because they're at a festival and they can they yeah really, yeah they really let loose <laughs> it's an excuse it's one of those uh, it's like a, a state of war you know you're at war with yourself and everyone around you we're mm. all packed into this really cramped space and it's it's uh, conducive to an entirely different psychic uh, state of mind you know there's everyone's a sense just, of community <laughs> yeah yeah you're like we're all in this together mm. so you see all this mad shit happening you know people blaring speakers at 5am you're like I, I can't I just have to leave them it's the way it is mm-hmm. it's, it's the, the way, way it is. is it's fine I'm dreading that though I don't want that to happen uh, yeah that is always like <laughs> I remember on the the last night of EP 2019. That was the last EP, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, there's some fellas just across the road or across the the path from us, just blaring tunes and just like shouting at people that walk by. And it was like both equally hilarious to listen to them just shout at, at people walking by, but also incredibly annoying. Yeah, because yeah. ju- like it's the final day. You want to get some sleep. I just want to get some sleep because I know, like, oh, I have to take down the tent. I have yeah. to walk all the way home. Like, all the way home. You have to walk all the way to the bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't sleep at all on the last night. I was awake from, like, 9 a.m. And I went to work. And then I was off work after an hour because the, the the whole raid thing. And then I was walking. I met up with you. And then various other people and, like, loads of things happened. And then uh, I ended up basically just staying up all night because it was so cold. I ended mm. up staying in, like, a random tent. Um, and it was freezing cold. I was like shivering. I only had a t-shirt on as well, um, so I didn't get any sleep. Had to go back to the campsite at uh, seven a.m. Like just like uh, pack up all my stuff, um, and we had a bus back. Like that, the, the job gave us a bus uh, that was due to leave at eight a.m. Just about made it, but the bus took like two hours to show up. It was like mm. two hours late, and we're all just sitting around and like it was just it was so bleak because all the managers were from England. And they've been out the entire night, and they're all still yoked, like out of their minds, and they're so annoying. They're all from like Liverpool and like Manchester and like North England. English go wild for yokes. <laughs> ah, they were just they were just in bits. It was so annoying. So we had, the lads, I was like kind of staying with. We just decided that we'd just get the train instead. It's like it'd be mm. easier to get the train to be like it'd be comfier. And, like we didn't realize that everyone else is also going to get the train as well. And we end up walking into Strabali, having to get a bus to the train station. Um, we then missed the train because we tried to get onto the first class carriage and got kicked out. Had to wait another hour for the next train. Um, eventually got into Dublin um, at about like five o'clock. Whereas if we'd just taken that that, uh, that bus, um, we would have been in by like 10 a.m., you know? But I feel like the uh, the annoyance of those extra... How long? Seven hours? This, what? The seven like, hours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was worth it as opposed to listening to yoked out English people. That's true. Because in my head, I was like, I can't... Like, I feel like the annoyance of that, like... Yeah, because they're all... Like, one of them was there and he was like, his eyes were like like bloodshot red and his lips were black and he was still drinking like like uh it was like bro you need to go to a hospital (laughs) (laughs) he was in bits i was like if i if i get put beside this guy on the bus like i'm gonna kill myself like it was just that was the horror like idea i Mm -hmm. had in my head i saw it said i decided to spend 10 hours trying to get back to dublin better i hadn't slept hadn't slept in like nearly two days and uh i slept like a baby that, that night that was the ep as well that we came back from uh canada wasn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, uh-huh. that fucking... Because we came back on the Wednesday, and then I went yeah. down to Thursday. Did you, did I went down on the Friday. Friday, yeah, yeah. That jet lag, man, I've never <laughs> been hit by a truck so hard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then on the Saturday, oh my God. I went to bed at 11. 
on the Saturday night. On the Saturday, I could not stay awake. Yeah. I think it actually could have been earlier than that. In bed by 11 and KO'd until 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, fuck sake. Now what do I do? Because I'm fully awake and I can't yeah, do anything. Yeah, what do you do? Took a few, took a few, uh, took a few Zans and then slept another nice. four hours. <laughs> oh, I woke up Sunday morning ready to take on the world. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. That sounds class. Oh, it's the, one of the best sleeps I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, because I got down there and I slept. Because obviously we're jet lagged. Got back on the Wednesday. Thursday morning, early, had to be up in town. Didn't have a, like any equipment or anything. Had to buy it in town and like, you know, the army supply shop on Cape yeah, Street. Yeah, yeah. Got a lot of stuff there. That's actually a really good shop. It was closed today when I wanted to go buy stuff, but whatever. They knew. They knew, yeah. They're like, this shit's for the army, not for you. <laughs> <laughs> the army go in there. <laughs> Can we get uh, 10 guns, please? Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I just remember being wrecked the entire first day. And there's all these weird characters. There's this guy called, uh, it's a really strange guy who's like, we used to walk around in the shell suit. Um, he was on Fair City and loads of stuff, and he had like these really like he had dentures, but he's only like thirty five, but he looked about fifty five. Mm. Um, really, really strange guy, and he was like a supervisor. He's trying to be a supervisor anyway. Um, and we we'd been with him the year before, um, on like the same bar, and we ran into him, and uh, we ended up spending the whole day hanging out. This like fifty or like I don't know what age he was, but he looked in bits, and he wasn't bits. I think he was smoking crack at one stage. <laughs> like honest to God, I think he was smoking crack at the campsite when we were all sitting sitting down having uh having cans. Because we were just there having a chill vibe, playing music and stuff. Um, and he was there, he was like, oh, we do a joint, well, we do a joint. And everyone's like, nah, nah, nah. Um, and then he, he left for a while, and then he came back, and he was like... He Shaking. He couldn't understand a word he was saying. He was like, oh, it's very what the fuck is this? And he's sitting right next to me, I was I got stuck with him. Really strange guy. Funny guy, though. But uh, the next day, we all came back, and he set up a tent right beside mine, and... Um, which was really annoying. Fuck but uh, <laughs> Fuck that. He came back for lunch and his, uh, there was just like a patch of grass, like a flattened grass where his tent had been. Like he'd he just gone. He'd been evicted from the... Uh, he'd been sacked and evicted for trying to steal 500 euro from the, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the bar, apparently. And uh, we never saw him again. But he could be back this year, who knows. Um, uh, that'd be amazing if I ran to him that again. That sounds like he met a ghost, Mark. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> no one else saw him. Yeah. <laughs> No, he was, a, he was an iconic guy. Really nice guy as well, but uh, he, uh, he had some issues, I think. That's fucked up. Yeah, he was a supervisor there. Yeah, it's important to prepare for EP. That is I a didn't, fact. I didn't prepare the first year. I went properly. What happened? I brought a blow-up tent. <laughs> what does that entail? <laughs> oh, wait, I think I, I remember this. <laughs> I was coming back to the tent at like... Fucking, I don't know what time. Oh, ten is gone. Yeah, <laughs> no, it fucking. I need lost it before my eyes because it's a blow up tent, right? So there's yeah. like bags of air in it. Yeah, yeah. Those bags, they can burst. And uh, uh. I was walking over to get into my tent uh, to get something out of it, and uh, fellas walking through the campsite, stumbling into everything, mm. and just falls onto my tent right in front of my eyes, <laughs> and I was like, that thing's gone. <laughs> Oh, God, yeah, yeah. I was like, that thing is fucked. If there's a puncture, then you're fucked, yeah. And then he stood up. This is on the first night, and he stu- oh. he stands up, and I was like, I was watching the tent. I was like, oh, please get up, please get up as well, please. And it started coming up with him. I was like, oh, thank fuck. And then he walked past me, and like his mates were roaring at him, apologizing to me. And I was like, oh, no, it's fine. You know, I get it, don't worry. Uh. And then he turned around, and he started unzipping one of the tents that like I knew a fellow that was in. Oh, I remember this, yeah. And he, st- he puts his foot in, and the fellow I know just like, 
shoves him out. Your man f- comes stumbling backwards, and your man sticks his head out and is like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> and your man goes, Ed-d-d-d-d-d. "Oh god!" And I was like, "Oh my god!" And his mates were like, "We are so sorry. We need to get him out." And he was trying to get back into the tent with your man, <laughs> and they just like took him away. And I was like, well, "That was a lesson learned. I did not bring a blow up tent the next year. My yeah. sister did, and it burst." <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. What, had, what do you do in a burst? Oh, we had to nick someone else's tent. Like, well, Nick, I mean, by <laughs> someone hand gave us a tent because they were going to stay in another tent. Uh, and then on the second night, they're like, "Yeah, can we have our tent back? We don't want to stay in the same tent as the other people anymore." And uh, we said no. <laughs> <laughs> Did you pay for the tent? Though? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Come find us. <laughs> they didn't know where we were, so. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. It's- preparation is absolutely key. It's going to be lashing rain as well. I feel like most people will be prepared. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm fairly prepared. I have tarps. I have several tarps. Uh, waterproof stuff. I've got my boots. Um, got an airbed. You know. Airbed, man. Mm. It's going to change your life. I feel you like be. everything's a lot. All, all my stuff is like way heavier than it was. Because I remember just going down with a bag and just my tent and like that's it. But now I have like, I have like two bags and like the tent isn't even with me. Like if I was carrying the tent, I'd be in bits. I really feel like you like prepare for EP and then you think oh no uh, the walk would be better this year the walk the walk up to like from into ep mm. it never is it never is it's always so much worse than you think it is oh god it's torture and uh at least you don't have a tent that's yeah. all i can say yeah hopefully the tent is all is, is set up for right about now hopefully yeah fingers crossed yeah did you watch anything this week? I did indeed. I watched Whistle and I'll Come to You. It's a BBC television play from 1968. Based on the ghost story by M. Or James. Uh, it's about this kind of stick up a butt, you know, kind of like academic British guy. It's a standard story. It's a fucking... It's a uh, classic. It's social a social realist kind of. It's it's so no, yeah, not at all really. Oh no, it's because it's a ghost story, so it's about uh, ghosts. Um, but this is done as part of the BBC Christmas specials. They used to do these like really creepy Christmas specials. Bro, the, I was about to say like, who the fuck makes a ghost story yeah. into a Christmas story? Because this is nothing to do with Christmas either. But then it hit me a Christmas Carol is literally just a ghost story. Yeah, I suppose yeah. Like the most famous. Christmas story of all time is also a ghost story. Yeah, what well, is about Christmas and ghosts? I suppose Jesus is a ghost as well, isn't he? The Holy Ghost. That's what Passion of the Christ is about, wasn't it? What? The Last Temptation of Christ. Yeah, yeah, Passion. yeah. Oh no, that's a that's a Mel Gibson one. <laughs> yeah, we have to watch that one as well. Yeah, it's Aramaic. Mm. Um, but yeah, because they used to do these creepy stories at Christmas. The Stone Tape is also one of those those uh, specific stories, mm. which they produce for Christmas to be shown on Christmas Day. Um, I don't know why they don't do it anymore. It's a pretty cool idea. Except, like, they had Black Mirror. Remember Black Mirror did a white Christmas episode? Yeah, yeah. That's really... It's just a great idea, like... Uh, but they don't seem to Everyone do it. Everyone loves a little bit of something spooky around Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cold, you know? It's cold, it's dark. Your family around, you know, you're safe. Yeah, trying to, yeah. Trying to feel a little bit of danger. Yeah, this is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you need to uh, spice it up. But yeah, Whistle and I'll come to you is about this kind of academic fella who's... Uh, he's on his off-season. He's off-holidaying in uh, East Anglia which is the place, uh, you know, where Doggerland used to be, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, like Norwich and all that stuff. Um, and he's holidaying there along the coasts. Um, but he's a real loner, so he keeps himself. And he stumbles across this kind of like Knights Templar graveyard, which is a big kind of like red flag. It's like, don't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Don't. Whatever you're doing. 
uh, and he goes in there and he, he uh, it's like a, it's this is this isn't really important, but like it's the way it's kind of uh, shown is like the this, this is a graveyard which is basically melting into the sea. You know the way go back to junior geography and you have the whole thing where like coastal erosion how mm-hmm. that that all happens how that phenomenon happens so the waves crash against the bottom of the cliff and uh over time the uh the the overhang the weight of the overhang will collapse into the sea that's, that's how uh, that's how sand is made is it sand is all the it's just sea erosion and land erosion stuff like that yeah 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 uh, but like that's, how, that's like that's how much like land has been taken away mm. by the sea like over why isn't that like over all like since Earth was born? <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't that like a concern? No, does it, is it does it stop at is some it, point? It's like shit. Are we getting more sand? What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose the Sahara is a pretty big problem, isn't it? Because it's getting too big. Yeah, but that's a I don't know, desert. Just, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Wait, deserts are just dried up lakes and shit, aren't they? Don't know. Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. <laughs> uh, but in East Anglia, they have this big problem. Because uh, everything's constantly falling into the sea. There's actually a cool story about uh, there's a village called Dunwich, I believe, which is kind of like the Dunwich Horror. That's what I was about to say. Literally, what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if Dunwich. If is that the one with the? Uh, that's the one with fish people in it, is it? That's the shadow over Innsmouth. Oh no. Dunwich Horror is the one with the guy. He's like he. It's like a like a mutant kind of fella who like demonic possessed character. He's part of an inbred family and he lives in the barn. And eventually he like breaks out and stuff. And uh, but I, don't know. I assume uh, I don't know if Lovecraft named it after the town in East Anglia, but I'm sure he did. Maybe he did. But it's this town which is basically falling into the sea, and uh, no one lives there because it lives because it's situated right on the edge of the coast, and it will. It's I think it's in the process of falling into it's the sea. It's going under. <laughs> yeah, it's going under, and it's like it's like a, an abandoned ghost town uh, in the middle of England <clears throat> or the coast of England, the sides of England. Um, which is basically just like being reclaimed by the forces of nature, mm-hmm. which is you know plays into this whole thing of uh, in Whistle and I'll come to you. You have like the academic kind of like erudite. Is that how you pronounce that word? Um, sure. <laughs> he's smart. He's uh, he believes in. I think this is the first time I've ever heard that word. <laughs> <laughs> he believes in knowledge. He believes in collecting. Uh, information pieces, little facts and stuff like that. You know, the whole the whole British kind of uh, learned aristocratic ideal of mm-hmm. you know I'm a man of science, a man of letters. I know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I I command pure, the world. A pure uh, Brit. colonialist Brit. Yeah, yeah, scumbag basically. And uh, there in Dunwich or East Anglia or whatever, you have like this kind of constant process of of a uh, or not a process. This con- well, this constant process which like totally rebukes that entire idea. Uh, like right in the the hinterland because East Anglia as well. That's where uh, where a lot of those uh, the original kind of uh, uh, capitalist fellas would have emerged out of. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like the uh, in the hinterlands of England um, back in the fifteen hundreds. Uh, but at the same time, you have this process which is constantly rebuking this idea of like of an ordered kind of like uh, knowledgeable um, colonially ideal world. Because it's it's literally being reclaimed by the sea and like the like the uh, the epitome of chaos and like uh, unruly nature, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and in this one in uh, Whistle and I'll Come to You, it's the whole thing. The, the grave is literally about it's it's in it's in Dunwich's Dunwich's position where it's about to fall into the sea, and he picks up this uh, this little bone which is on the grave, and it's it's a, it's a bone whistle. He's like finders keepers. This is mine, 
because uh, you know he's just collecting things mm-hmm. he's just like to collect them to have them like he doesn't like to possess them to possess them yeah he's an academic to take ownership he's a, a British academic he just he's just there he's picking things up um, he's a naturalist he's just recording things as he sees them it's not really about you know living or whatever however mm-hmm. you want to interpret that <clears throat> Um preserving more so than living yeah yeah he's not in the uh he's not in the business of uh of what the sea is doing or like the the world around him you know mm. he's a naturalist who observes what nature is rather than accepting that he's a part of it those things those kinds of themes are there uh, but basically he brings the, the little uh bone whistle back and uh he like you know blows on it and it's like a whistle don't do that yeah bad bad idea you pick up the bone whistle from the knight's templar grave you're going to have a bad time this mm-hmm. guy should have known it um, and he goes back to his like B and B kind of thing, um, and he's like continually, like more and more haunted by weird shit just happening. It's not necessarily ghosts; it's like his own mind kind of breaking yeah. down. Um, he has dreams of being haunted by a specter, um, and the 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 maids come to him at one point and like there's two beds in his room, and they they come to him. They're like, uh, "Why did you use two beds last night?" Um, and he's like. I didn't only use one. I was one. boning. <laughs> <laughs> I was boning. I was boning. I was in the room. <laughs> On two different beds. <laughs> but uh, so someone slept in the other bed, you know. He starts hearing things as well. Um, that's all basically culminating in some weird kind of ghostly apparition. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's all these weird kind of like catchphrases, um, which call back to like a time before, 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 mm-hmm. you know. Um it's like questions being posed like out of nowhere and he's just like what the fuck is going on uh, because he you know he needs to have his answers he's not just about asking questions he wants mm-hmm. to have like he can't you know face the idea of an open-ended question of a, of a mystery of something which can't of a space which can't be filled you know mm-hmm. um, and he has this philosophical discussion with this other guy who's talking about ghosts it's like if you do, do you believe in ghosts He's like, ah, oh, ghosts are a load of bollocks. He's basically saying all this stuff. This fella's just a walking red flag. Like, yeah, if yeah. someone's asked me he's, haunted, it's this <laughs> fucking dude. He's asking to be haunted by ghosts. Uh, and he he inverts the, uh, like, another Hamlet quote. It's like, there's more, uh, there there's more in uh, heaven and earth than they're dreamt of in your philosophies and mm-hmm. all that stuff. He's like, oh, there's more in philosophy than are, than, are, than exist on heaven and earth. The idea that, like, people just kind of think too much, see, th- see things where there aren't things. Mm-hmm. Um and that the world is actually quite simple and like, can be kind of ordered and tamed and it's mastered. scientific. Yeah, scientific. Like, really, really positivist, like, uh, scientific um, way of looking at the world. And, he's, of course, he's totally proven wrong, but it's a, it's a whole thing where it's not really shown what exactly he is summoned or what exactly is going on. Mm-hmm. It's only it's a very, very short uh, television play as well. It's only 45 minutes. Oh, wow. Jesus. It's on a... Uh, it sounds like there's a lot packed into it, though. No, I'm just kind of fucking shouting on about it. <laughs> Let's explain. The whole thing about bro, Dunwich. Bro, 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 don't, that's what we do. Don't tell them that. <laughs> don't admit it. The whole thing about East Anglia. That's not in the play. They don't care about that. Uh, but yeah, it's not really revealed exactly what it is. It, there's a, an ending scene where you kind of see him after something horrible has happened. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Um, and there's like a sheet ghost at one point. But you don't know what exactly. It's, that's not the ghost. It's mm-hmm. just there's something in there. Um, there's something really weird going on. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's more about the the uh, the eerie aspect rather than like uh, Mark Fisher. We go back to episode two. Yeah, jeez, Paro Fisherman, go back. Yeah, yeah, Paro Fisherman. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's good, the good episode. That's a good episode. Yep. Uh, if we go back to that, Mark. Oh, that's episode four. Is it? 
or five. I think it's episode four or five. Yeah, because it was Children of Men and Land of Lost. Yeah, episode four or five. It was our first recommend, was it? No, we did Climax before that. Oh, yeah. Climax yeah. was... It must have been episode five, yeah. It must have been episode five, yeah. Um, but yeah, Mark Fish was... He he liked this uh, this one. He wrote well, he wrote a book which is uh, about the it's called the weird in the year. He's very very good, um, and it's, he uses this as an example. Wilson, I'll come to you as an example of something that talks about um, the weird in the year, and the weird being something that like a a strange presence, something that's off about something that is there, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the eerie being like a a lack, like some some kind of absence, uh, something isn't there, but it should be, you know. There's yeah. like there's a space which needs to be filled, but we can't apprehend whatever is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Whistle Not Come To You, it's like this, it's playing into the whole atmospheric thing. And like, you know, you have those themes from the countryside and the sea and like being reclaimed by nature. And uh, this idea of, you know, a world which can't be tamed, which is beyond the grasps of whatever, um, you know, the highest, the, the great minds of uh, of British academia are, are kind of like, you are know, capable are of. capable of, yeah. And so that's where it's going. That's the idea behind the play, mm. you know. So it's not just a ghost story. That's also oh, to it. yeah. You got this is a 1968 BBC TV play. This is you know broadcast for like all of Britain, like public TV yeah. on Christmas. What one did we talk about about that? Um, well, there's Pendus loads. Fan. Pendus fan, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the main yeah. one that we talk about. Um, you know, and it's it's not just a ghost story. It's like there's loads of different themes going on, and it uh, it is like some kind of rebuke to uh, the. Uh, Intelligentsia, you know, <laughs> yeah, the elite, the so-called elites, yeah, um, in a really roundabout way. But it's a cool ghost story, anyway. It's Watch always, it this Christmas. It's always the seventies as well, bro. Yeah, yeah. Well, sixty-eight, but seventies, yeah, pretty 60s, much sixties, seventies. You know, yeah, that same kind of psychic time period. Just um, a lot going on at that period of time. It's a lot, a lot of thinking, a lot of chin stroking. Um, but yeah, it's worth a go. Worth a go. Christmas, I think it'd be great in Christmas. I wish I had a HD version. It's on YouTube as well, but it's not very good uh, quality. Mm-hmm. We said HD version, or they showed a new one. They actually remade it in 2006. They rebooted the whole um, Tale for Christmas kind of thing. Oh, shit. Um, and uh, then they got rid of it again. There's just Doctor Who episodes on Christmas, was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Classic. Classic. <laughs> it's not the only thing you saw this week, though. Oh, I also saw Nope, yeah, yeah. yeah. I watched Nope we'll with go the quickly. fan. I want to, we'll, we'll run quickly over quickly Nope. Through, yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed Nope. Um, I think it's... I think it's a peer with a... I think it's, like, on level with Get Out. I think... Okay, yeah. I I think Nope is better. Mm, okay. Mo, okay. After, I just, after rewatching them all. Yeah, see, I haven't rewatched Get Out. Maybe it is better than Get Out. Uh, but just my... What I remember... They're two different Out. things, you know? They're... Mm. And they're from different points in someone's career. Even the fact that it's Daniel Clue in, bo- in both of them. And it's just like, wow, six years or something like that. Yeah, he looks way different. Yeah, he looks way different. Why is he so fat in the film? He's, uh, he's just a bit chunky, man. <laughs> you know? He's looking good, bro. <laughs> he's looking good, yeah. He's, he's looking good. He's very very stocky. But uh, I like Nope. I just think it kind of fell apart in the third act. Because I liked all the... Uh, I also... I don't like the... I don't like Kiki Palmer's character. She was really annoying. I found ah, her really annoying. no. Get found, the fuck out of here. I found her really annoying. That she was great. She's, she, I love she, the... She kind of grew on me, but like, mm. I, I found her really annoying. Oh, I just love her, her energy and her vibe. I yeah. love the uh, the really quick like uh, yeah, when they high fives they do. Oh, I want to try that with someone. <laughs> Come on, do right now. Oh, you ready? Oh, fuck. Wait, let's see. Ah, oh, so we can't do this. Close enough. All right. <laughs> well, uh... Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on that. We'll work on it. 
Um, oh man, that makes me think that they worked on that because that's. Oh, not, definitely. I yeah, feel like yeah. that's, that's that's maybe we're just too white to do it. Maybe that's our fault. <laughs> maybe that's our fault. <laughs> I ever try to get that really satisfying clap, you know, mm. you know, like when you get your boat, like have the like. There's so much coordination involved. Are you talking just like just like that, and you get yeah. the, like a really loud one, you know? Ah, wait, ah, wait, wait, ah. It takes a while. That, they definitely had like twenty takes <laughs> no, and hard. like months of rehearsals mm. to get that. Um but yeah, she was kind of annoying, I think. But anyway. Full spoilers for Nope. How was Steven Young in it, bro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I loved him. I loved him. I think he was uh, he was great. He was really great. He uh he did exactly what was asked of him. He also kind of bowed out. Um I suppose have we spoiled this already? Oh yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll edit this back in. Okay. Full spoilers for Nope. I won't be I won't be yeah, he he bowed out a bit earlier than I expected anyway. Mm. Um uh Gordy was really fucked up. I that that that, that scene was like um, I wasn't as scared. I was really scared, you know, this the scene where they get a, a, the the abduction. When you see what's inside. When you see what's inside the ship. Um that was really scary. With the the Gordy thing, I wasn't scared. I was really uncomfortable. I it's, was like, I really didn't want to be in the cinema. When that's I the. I think that the when you're in the sh- when you see what's going on inside the ship and the Gordy scenes, they're they're not scary. They're just horrifying. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, the horror. Yeah, it's pure horror and the tension throughout the rest of the film. I think for the second, third, or the first and th- second act, whopper. Oh well, yeah, no. For first and second act are like, um, like I wasn't. There were parts where I was like, I wasn't sure where it's gone. But then, it, like it was, like I was fully on board. Yeah, yeah. I was fully on board. It's such a, it's such a fun film to watch as well. Yeah, yeah. But then the, the it's thir- a great ride. Yeah, yeah. The third act, I was just like, not that it was bad. It was just it wasn't. It just didn't tie it up how I wanted it to. Yeah, no, at I, all. I can see what you mean because uh, even like the third act is the weakest act i think but it's not a huge drop off it just going away that i was like didn't see this one coming <laughs> yeah yeah this that- is this is going way harder than i I'm like and it, the fact that it's not at night at all and it's mm, like it's just out in the open and mm. it's just like Phew. i didn't get with the whole thing with the tmz dude wearing the the really reflective helmet. Yeah, see, he showed up, and I was like, "Holy sh! What? What is this twist?" Yeah, same, bro. I was like, "This is huge." And then, like, "Oh shit, it's TMZ." It's just a guy, like. Oh, but I was like, "Hardly." I was like, yeah. "Oh, they must be mistaken." I was like, "No, it's just a TMZ." Dude. It was like, "Why is he wearing that helmet?" I think. Just to look cool. I that was I, a, I didn't like that. I think that it's to do with the it's to tie in with how the horse was treated at the start of the film because that's what like his helmet is literally just like the reflective camera that made the horse kick yeah so i guess like he's that for the he's the camera for the for the alien which that's the other thing is that the ufo isn't actually ufo and it's not little green dudes running around the ship is the fucking alien Mm. oh man that twist was like that's like, it's not even a twist, it's just a reveal. I'm like, that's so fucking. I was like, that's. That makes it, like, way scarier, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, um. It actually comes into the whole weird and eerie thing as well. Because you think about, like, Solaris, mm-hmm. where the alien is, like, the ocean. It's yeah. Like the whole planet is, like, the alien, which is a totally different, like, vibe, totally different idea than something like 2001. 
where the uh, or like Interstellar or something, um, where the aliens are like they're they can be kind of like you know we can map ourselves onto them. They're yeah. like beings. We're the next. Ge- we're the uh, the middle stage into the what the aliens will become. Yeah, yeah. Or like we're we're going to be the aliens. Yeah. In another you know couple of million years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas in in like Nope and like Solaris and other um like annihilation and stuff. It's like mm. where the the alien intelligence is something just like to- it's like a like a moss. It's like something like totally beyond um what you might think. what so beyond anything that you could comprehend. Like yeah. It just operates in a totally different uh, logic. Uh, which is just a, a totally different like genre nearly yeah. of uh, of alien invasion. Especially and, and like how that ties into the spectacle I think is so cool because the whole thing is like the UFO is just a big eye. The one thing that you don't do with wild animals or any type of animal is look it in the eye. Like you're not meant to do that. Mm. And how that ties into looking at the spectacle because it's a UFO and you know, it's just like, or like you can't call them UFOs. Isn't that in the film? Yeah. What is it? UDAs or something. Uh, what is the fucking, uh, yeah. What is it? Unidentified. No, it's UFO again. Unmanned, or UADs or something. UAD. Yeah. I don't know. It's unmanned or aerial. Or UAP or something like that. UAP, yeah. Un- yeah. Unmanned aerial phenomenon. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why, why would they change the name? It's a stupid question. UFOs are sensationalized, I guess. They want to get away from that. <laughs> it's you know? pure, they want to hide it, hide it more. Yeah. <laughs> Those are reports about, uh, no u- reports about UFOs anymore. Mm. Look up, uh, what is it? UAPs. UAPs. <laughs> Bro, it's everywhere. yeah. Just look around. OAPs. They're <laughs> everywhere, man. The boomers. I was abducted by an OAP. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I just thought it kind of fell apart at the end. Um I loved um what was his name? The the uh, clerk. The, no idea, but I, I don't know. He was really, really good. I was for sure thinking he was gonna die. Yeah, I thought he'd die as well. Oh, I was like, this dude's a gunner. Uh, and then when he was wrapping himself in like he was wrapping himself in um chicken wire the tinfoil which i guess was the thing for to that ties into so like what the fuck is the whole thing about the the reflection the reflective thing is that meant to that just startles you know animals is that what that's about i guess so i have no idea yeah yeah but like that's the thing that saves him is that the alien can like see himself in the reflection it's like oh fuck that no Mm. or something i know um are animals afraid of their reflections uh, I don't know. Do they recognize their own reflections? I don't think they do. My dog, fucking Sam is so fucking smart, bro. Don't think about mm. him looking in the mirror and no. like he um he was doing something in the back garden and we have a mirror in the back garden and uh I was looking out at him and looking at him through the mirror and uh he looked up, looked at the mirror, looked at me through the mirror, and then turned his head to the side in the direction that where I was. Yeah. I was like so you understand how the reflection works. Like, he looked at me and realized where I was behind him. Mm. And I was like, I don't think I've seen any animals understand reflections. That's one of them rise of the Planet of the Apes moment, man. That's like, it's like when the zookeeper's yes. looking in and he's like, Caesar turns around, like, what the fuck are you looking he, at? Sam's a smart dog. Like, even, ah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's can, a gentle king, though. He's a gentle He's not going to overthrow oh, the human race. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good dog. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, yeah, he's not Caesar-like. <laughs> But uh, no, Sam even like understands if I, do you, your dog, or no, your old dog, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry bro. Rest in peace. <laughs> uh, did, uh, did she understand if you point out something like exactly where you were talking about? No, just the general direction usually. Sam understands 
exactly where yeah. I mean. He, I threw the ball to him uh, or literally just before you came over, and the ball bounced and uh, it went into the bushes, and he went past where it was. And I shouted to him like Sam, and Sam's a bit deaf at this stage, mm. so I like you know snapped my fingers, and he turned around, and I pointed to where it was exactly like the bush. And I was like this one here, and he ran over and immediately checked it. And I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that because he's a lab? Is that because aren't labs good uh, retrievers? I don't know. No idea. Dogs are very smart though. You know? They are smart. They, they tend to be very smart. As but smart as that alien though. <laughs> yeah, that alien was uh was pretty was pretty smart. Um, there's definitely loads of them out there. You know, mm. UFOs. What do you think of the Gordy scenes? Talking about animals. Uh, I didn't like the Gordy scene. I found it really uncomfortable. It's I fucked up. I it? didn't want to be there. You know, screaming stuff, lots of blood, um, and then the like the the helplessness of it all. Yeah, and you were saying last week was it when uh, two you weeks were, ago? You were, yeah, two weeks ago when you were talking about the film, like about the uh, the sound and stuff. I saw an IMAX and like this the, the uh, jealous. Yeah, no, it really, it was worth it in IMAX because, like, obviously, it's shot really, really well. And the visuals are already cool. Uh, and it's an, like, any alien invasion film should be built for IMAX, mm-hmm. and it is in that kind of way. Um, it's the spectacle, bro. It's Yeah, like, it. that's literally, yeah, like, it, it, it's a film that should be made for IMAX, and it is, it's done very well. Um, it was actually really annoying at the start because I thought there was loads of people talking behind me, um, but it was just a movie. <laughs> it was like when they're on set mm. uh, in the first few scenes. Um, I just I just heard loads of people chatting behind me. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" It was just like the actual audio, mm. uh, but the audio was really really good. Um, the noise of that thing coming through, like the uh, the UFO, the UFO, yeah. And the Gordy scenes is is, <sighs> is harsh because like it's it's uh they're not jump scares, but you just like it's really loud and you're just like oh horrible noises are, you, are coming out and like yeah yeah something really bad is happening and you're not seeing it yeah but you can hear it yeah I didn't I really didn't like that scene I would never watch that again I have to say. It's actually not that bad, but maybe it's just the IMAX. Oh, no, man. I think there is just, like... Well, I mean, like, it's not as in, like... It's not going to make you get sick, but it's scary no, no, and it's, it's intense. It's, yeah, it's just horrible. Yeah, yeah. It's just incredibly discomforting. Mm, yeah, yeah. Great film. Film of, the 20, of 2022. M.O. Well, Halloween ends, isn't it? Yeah. True, true. <laughs> true. <laughs> and you know what? It's looking good. <laughs> it's looking good. It's looking good. Uh, I finished off my Jordan Peele binge and I watched Us. Us. Um, yeah, this is the previous Jordan Peele film. Mm. So we got Get Out, Us, Nope. And I think the order of how good they are is still Nope, Get Out, and Us. Uh, I think Us is the weakest of the three. Mm, I think most people think that. I think. Yeah, and like, if there is... There's so much good in us. Um, there's like really great scenes. Uh, the scene where what's the guy from? Um, oh, Tim and Eric. Tim Heidecker was that his name? Yeah. The scene where his family get butchered by like their copies mm. is really good. So good. The scene. Oh, with, I didn't know he was in us. Yeah, he's in us. <laughs> very <awesome>. briefly. Very <laughs> briefly. Um. The scene where uh, the the shadows, or, yeah, the shadow people, which is like the underground people, when they show up, like Lupita and Yongo's family, the opposite of them show up, and like when she's you know telling her story of like the princess and the shadow, and what the shadow had to go through while the princess lived this beautiful life, that scene's great. Mm. 
the fight scene with Lupita, the two Lupita Nyong'os and it being intercut with the ballet. Fantastic scene. Still the best scene in the film. Mm. Loads of great scenes and real cool shit in the film. But like, I don't know what this film is really talking about. Like, I was watching it and I was thinking that it seems at the start of the film that it's about um, Addy is this like richer upper middle class uh, black woman with a black family and she has this like trauma or like guilt that she's going through throughout the film and that guilt you know by the end of the film is oh shit she was the original you know shadow person and she switched places with the with the with the actual the quote unquote actual Addy that lived on top that's mm. the whole thing at the end. Oh. Spoiler for that, by the way, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't care. Um, I don't believe in spoilers. Yeah, no, neither. So, <laughs> um, so she has this guilt over that, and uh, but like we're not really sure what her guilt is about. She's just having this, like these weird premonitions, and like this, she has this weird vibe that something awful is about to happen. And my kind of interpretation about that, with the fact that it's like you know shadow people, like the people that have to suffer for you to have a decent life to have a, a nice life mm. you know if you put that into you know more modern terms and this woman's middle class it's the people that suffer to allow her to live that lifestyle you know what i mean the third world the bro. third world mm. and the thing being like the third world that's gonna you know the developing world i guess coming up to you know claim and slaughter the you know the masses or whatever yeah yeah get revenge but like at in the in that that's going to be an act to unif- unify america this is whole thing but like that kind of the start of the film really i feel like really hits that on the head but then i just like when we see what the shadow people live in uh when the peter goes down underground uh to like you know find her shadow person um I just get hit with so many questions as to, like, what the fuck? Like, how does this work? Like, practically, how does this work? Where did the Shadow People's clothes come from? I don't understand how that works. Yeah. Uh, like, just, like, so, like, the way that, like, I've all, I kind of struggle with, like, comparing things one for one because they're in this, like, narrow space. Like, they're in corridors. Mm. You, like, you know the, the back rooms? You know that kind of meme kind of thing that's going around? the back rooms like these infinite spaces that just go on and on forever Mm. it kind of it's kind of like that like she walks down underneath these underneath the boardwalk of this like carnival or whatever and like goes miles below and then there's like she opens the door and says pristine uh hallways everywhere Mm. but like again i'm just questioning like how is it so clean (laughs) (laughs) like how is it so clean i don't there's just so much about the film that brings up all these questions in me that i kind of lose focus as to like what's actually happening in the film Mm. i find the third act in this film is the weakest of the of i think get out's act a third act is the best of the three Mm, it's a perfect third act and then nope has a similar kind of thing with us where like i'm just kind of confused as to what i'm looking at mm. but us is way more so because with get out or with nope is like yeah this is a big alien it's fine but like us is just like i just can't i lose sense of like the metaphor that's going on in the film basically 
Mm. And it's so annoying because <laughs> it's a decent film. It's a good film. That's what I kind of kind of happened with me with, with Nope. Mm. I just kind of felt like it just kind of lost the metaphor. But then there are parts where I just didn't, uh, where you, you just kind of like explained it. I was like, yeah, it kind of makes more sense. But I just feel like I didn't see it out properly, mm. you know. But that's that seems like a common thing. Um, maybe it's hard to just kind of s- resolve those things with uh, so many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, I know? don't know. Uh, or maybe that's just a problem with him. I don't know. Because I know uh, Twilight Zone was dirt. I wasn't expecting one. to like Nope as much as I, wa- as much as I do. Mm. Like... Like, when I was walking into Nope after seeing Us, I was like, oh, I don't know what we're going to get in for. But I think, I genuinely, I think Nope was one of my favorite films after watching it one time. Yeah, do- uh, Dope? Nope. D- I didn't... Dope is also a good film. It's dope. It's a film about kids selling drugs, basically. It's very oh, good. oh. Uh, nope Asap looked... Rocky's in it. <laughs> yeah. uh, nope looked a lot worse in the trailer. It was a lot better than I thought. Oh yeah, it looked. You know, yeah, same. I agree with that. Yeah, I thought it was. It thought it didn't look very good, but actually is. But like with um, excuse me, yeah, us the, it's yeah, it's good. Um, I <laughs> there's this kind of thing where like uh, Addie says she's just like oh like things are matching up too perfectly at the start of the film, or sorry the whole thing is that like, they go on summer vacation kind of like to their summer house or whatever mm. and that's where she starts getting power it's like something bad's gonna happen and you know lo and behold something bad does happen something bad, something bad does happen and um the um like the way that it shows that is these kind of very corny i guess kind of corny no not like even corny these like perfect like family moments they're not corny at all i was trying to think of a word but it's not <laughs> corny is not the right word at all <laughs> these kind of two perfect family moments where like everything just matches up too too nicely mm. like the characters bond in this really nice way over like um rhythm uh like the parents teach their kids rhythm essentially mm. and it's just a, a nice scene and uh afterwards Addie's just like oh everything's too perfect here this everything's matching up too well but like i so that makes me question like was the was it meant to be like everything beforehand, mm. you know, the fact that it's like all these nice family bonding moments, is that just meant to be like this on a, on a rewatch, I guess, whatever, meant to be like this kind of horrifying thing, like, oh God, everything's matching up too well, because I didn't get that, you know mm. what I mean? Okay, yeah. It's not like, because she keeps seeing all these uh, doubles everywhere, like it's 11 and 11 and stuff like that, mm. but that only comes into it literally five minutes before, or two minutes before the shadow people show up and it's like everything's matching up too well and it's like that wasn't happening earlier on in the film so that's making me now think that those scenes were meant to be the equivalent of seeing like parallels and doubles like everything's too perfect okay, but that yeah. doesn't work because <laughs> it's know? not conveyed yeah it's not conveyed the connection isn't made first no yeah that's a bit weird some people are mad about that though you know it's like oh look I saw number seven yeah I like, but I, I would have liked if there was that yeah. in, but it, that doesn't happen into literally the scene before the doubles show up. Yeah, that's, not, like, that's not good. You should have. I feel like it should have incorporated that earlier on in the film. Mm, yeah, yeah, lay the groundwork. There is like some, um, some what's the word looking for? Foreshadowing. Um, but like, it's not even really foreshadowing. It's just like you see a guy die. Like they they're going to the beach and they see a guy being wheeled out and he's just been like 
massacred mm. and he's been put into the back of, a, of, a, of an ambulance and then later on you see a guy dressed as him from the from the back you know standing in a in a trying to start the the chain of people holding hands oh, right. but like that's it she's just like set up and then next scene payoff which is a similar thing with the doubles so there's like the setup and payoff are really quick mm. If you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I get you. Yeah. Like information that you stu- that you get one scene is relevant the very next scene and doesn't really play into any- anything later on. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's just really fragmented. Isn't mm. it? Yeah, that doesn't sound very good to be honest. It is no, it is good. There are really good scenes like mm. that. Fucking that ba- like man, I can't get like that ballet scene. I like the thing with us is that I really like it. The things I like about it are like very specific. Not very specific, but very like plain and generic. <laughs> uh, okay, like it's yeah. like, yeah, it's a good film. Like it's a really good film, but like there's just these like stumbles in the film that take it away from like being like a really great film. Mm. Like I would give this film a very solid seven out of ten. You're very generous. I, th- I thought you would have gone with a six. No, no, it's a seven out of ten. It's a seven out it's of ten. It's better than so a that six. That means you're giving it a four stars. Yes. You're giving it. You're giving us four stars. It's a low four stars <laughs> though. <laughs> so wait, what's, what's Get Out? Get Out's a five stars. Oh, okay. okay. Get Out is a nine out of ten, okay. but a very solid nine out of ten. So yeah. you boost and it up. then Nope is a ten. Nope is a ten. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I regret you. I like. I don't like giving uh, us. A, a four stars. It's not a four star film. Mm. It's a seven out of ten. It's pure, purely rules based technicality. Yeah, but the maths, you know, like <laughs> you gotta round up. You gotta round up. It's a technicality. Yeah, <laughs> you win this time, Jordan Bill. <laughs> you son of a bitch, you did it again. <laughs> not bad for a four star film. It sounds pretty shit. <laughs> no, but see, that's it. I have to watch it. Though. Yeah, no, you I do have to watch it because like there are really good scenes and like the, I kind of emphasize like the, like the. When they introduce the family, mm. that is so good. Like when you see the the for, the family standing in the driveway, yeah. your reaction is like, "Fuck that! Yeah, get the fuck out of there!" <laughs> and he opens the door and he's like, "Bro, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Stop!" And then he goes back and he gets the bat and he goes back out and he's like, "I need you all." And like he even like throws into like um, he's like being like he okay. The only way that I can that I can like. Uh, kind of phrase it is like he has this very like uh, soft kind of like like kind of a white guy voice kind of nearly is the only way I can kind of describe it when he first goes out because he's trying to be polite yeah. and it's a, it, I guess to tie into like that middle class kind of stuff or whatever um, but then he comes back at the second time with the baseball bat and he starts talking in a way that he's never talked in the rest of the film he's like I will need you to get off my property and stuff like that um, and the family just like she clicks her fingers and they just disperse the family just disperse mm. and he's like fuck that bro run yeah, lock the doors <laughs> get the fuck out of there leave it's such good horror like that. And then when they introduce the family, it's like, well, this is fucking horrifying. Imagine seeing a, a, an exact copy of yourself, but more fucked up. Imagine seeing like... You know, you Wait, know that, what do you mean more fucked up? But like, you know that episode of uh, The Trails of Horror where Bart has... Yeah, yeah. Imagine seeing that. <laughs> yeah, t- an evil but twin. Like, a family 
So like it's not it is impossible that's just like it's not just a twin of you. Mm. It's a twin of your family, which is impossible. Like <laughs> Imagine seeing them and they're like more well dressed than you are. Oh you're like I'm the evil twin. <laughs> 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 or fuck, what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, do I kill you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the dream. What would you do if you met yourself in real life? Uh, well, after like the hour-long panic attack and existential crisis. What would the other guy do? I don't know, he's not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is you. But like, if I was either version of me. Yeah, how do you think you'd react if there was two of you, you know? Surely, right, is it something like we both don't know and we just both walk into each other and we're like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Uh, pff, panic attack immediately, shit the bed, <laughs> uh, run away, act like it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> just pretend it didn't ever talk about it. So has it happened before? I can't say. <laughs> I can't say at all. Uh, One thing about, sorry, another nitpick about us is the way that the shadow people are described is uh, she's like, um, they created us. And she's like, who? And it's like, the government created shadow people to control the people on top. But what actually happened is that the shadows were controlled by the people on top and they couldn't have, the government couldn't, you know, <laughs> your face is my reaction to, to what the film says. What's going on? <laughs> the government. How many, there's like, there's like 10 different metaphors going on. <laughs> But none of them are like to be, seem to be seen out at all. No, no, it's kind of like that as well. I know. And then she said, then she says, uh, but the reason that we got together, that we were brought together, is because of God. I was like, bro, what? why are you throwing <laughs> it? I was like, wait, so wait, wait, wait. Roll that back 30 seconds. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just stay there 30 seconds ago. I was like, okay, so the shadow people were created by the government, but they're like. And the reverse vampires. Yeah. It sounded like fucking Millhouse in that episode of The Simpsons. Oh, bro. Like, this is the thing. <laughs> maybe, maybe, get, maybe it was, is a three star. What am I doing? Maybe it is a three star <laughs> film. Wait, so, so the, the government created the shadow people to control the people on top. Yes. But they're actually. They can't control them. And they're actually brought together by God. What does that mean, though? What does God have to do with it? Is God brought it to the rest of the film? Yeah, there's like a quote of like Jeremiah 11 11 when she's walking to. Ah. Uh. What the fuck is the quote for Jeremiah? Is that a real thing? I never even bothered to look this up. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. What is uh, us? Uh, oh, Tyler Perry's in this movie. Therefore, this saith the Lord. All right, what is it? Thus, the, therefore, thus saith the Lord. Behold, I will bring upon great or bring upon evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape. And though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. Which is like your guess. It's terror. Terror. That's yeah. terror. That's social terror. That's the fate of all peoples. But like again, what the fuck has that got to do with like them being created by the CIA or this like fucking uh oh what's that thing called? MK Ultra experiment gone wrong that they did like they literally she literally says then they just abandoned us in here. But that makes me then question like, so who were the first people to be so are you the descendants of the original people that co- that got copied? Is that what's going on here? Mm. Are these people... Why is there so many of them? How did they control the people on top? No, the people on top control them. All right. The people, like, the people underneath the ground are the shadows. And it's they, like a Peter Pan thing. And they work for the people on top? No. Oh, okay. They don't. Right, they just, forget what I'm saying. They literally just... They live underground. Yeah. 
and they copy like when the when the people on top like move their hands mm. the people underground also move their hands like they're literally they're complete copies of them they okay. don't sorry that's the thing that makes me confused about like how the uh, everything works is because i didn't explain that at the start apologies i've done this for like 20 minutes no, no. um like that was the thing is that, like when uh when so what lapita says to herself is uh when the when the when the beautiful princess uh fell in love with the handsome prince her shadow didn't have a choice it didn't matter because that's the prince's shadow was tied to the prince so the shadows had no say in what was going on oh, right. when the princess gave birth uh, to a beautiful baby boy they had to perform a c-section mm. for the shadow she had to tear herself open without uh you know any any medicine or anything like that what the fuck? and do the take out the child herself and the child was a m- little monster mm. and for the beautiful princess is a beautiful baby boy so like that's the so like quite literally whatever happens to the people on top happens to the to the people underground mm. but with like way less you know facilities and everything like so why did the government create them to try and control the people at the top How? so it's like oh if you can control the people on the ground if we control the people underground ah. and they can control the people on top we can control the people on top like entirely yeah indirectly yeah indirectly ah, but it I didn't see. work they could never master it so they just left the shadow people in these like tunnels underneath ah. underneath the surface yeah. but like you see what <laughs> it I mean it all makes sense you, yeah it all makes sense <laughs> but like you see like why are you bringing yeah. all these things in and therefore like so like are the shadow people descendants of the original people like you did this like Mm. you know what i mean it's just like i guess i'm just so like they why can, did can you they reproduce they do reproduce because the people on top reproduce all right but are they monsters the babies no they're just like fucked up versions of the children oh okay like the little boy uh so like jpegs every time they're copied <laughs> it's all fucked up like well the the little boy uh what was his name josh mm. He's a uh, he's definitely like slightly autistic or something like that. He's got like he wears a mask and he's like you know kind of socially awkward and stuff like that. Mm. You know he's got you know something, um, <laughs> something going on. <laughs> he's got something, something. <laughs> and uh, his version uh, crawls around on the ground and snarls and wears a fucked up mask and loves burning shit. <laughs> All right, yeah. So you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'd kill the copy of me though if like I would. Butcher that fool. <laughs> well, how would you? How would you kill him? I like strangle him and look him, look him in the eyes while I did it. But you'd he'd know what you're gonna do. Strangle myself. <laughs> <laughs> I would. <laughs> what would you do? I don't know. I think I'd probably just. I'd probably pretend it didn't happen. Mm. Walk away. I just walk up to each other and whisper each other's ears. This never happened. Yeah. Or I'd see them across the street and be like. That can't be me. What would you do if you looked across the street and that version is just like standing still, staring at you in a weird pose, like, like arms out, like kind of, like a uh, T pose, kind of, kind of T posing, <laughs> but like lower down. Uh, I'd probably commit myself asap. <laughs> I would, I would voluntarily commit myself to an institution, Fair. but then he kind of win. Or maybe I'd do it back, and maybe he'd do it. Maybe he'd commit himself. And then Arda's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? You wouldn't get it. <laughs> it's a guy t- thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's what I would do. We go for a break. Let's go. And now for our recommended film of the week. Of the two weeks, in fact. I always get that wrong. Always. always. Never never get it right. I never get it right. Uh, for episode 99, we are talking about The Stone Tape, a 1972 TV film broadcast on the BBC as part of the Christmas spooky horror season. That's not what it was called, but it was, that's the idea. It's the unofficial title. Yeah, that's what I'm going to call it. Ah, uh, yeah, the Stone Tape is about a research team from an electronics... Sorry. A research team from an electronics company moves into an old Victorian house to start work on finding a new recording medium. Keep it brief, because I already did this. This is the same one at the start that I did. Oh, is it? Well, yeah. we're going to do it again. <laughs> Just in case you forgot. When team member Jill Greeley witnesses a ghost, team director Peter Brock decides not only to analyze the apparition, which he believes is a psychic impression trapped in a stone wall, uh, dubbed a stone tape but also to exorcise it with terrifying results. This is the Stone Tape. Starring Jane Asher. A little bit of trivia here. Uh, Jill is played by Jane Asher, former girlfriend of Paul McCartney. No way. Of the Beatles. Uh, you know that song from Revolver, I'm Looking Through You? Know, loads of songs. Um, you know, I'm sure Love Me Do or all, you know. Mm-hmm. Written about her. Yeah, I'm Looking Through You is actually about how she's a... It's basically Paul McCartney talking about how she's a bitch and he's sick of her and he's found better women. But it's a great song. (laughs) (laughs) Classic Paul. Yeah, Paul, you dirty bastard. Yeah. The least, the worst Beatle, in my opinion. But the one that you went to go see? Yeah, well, he's the only one that's alive. (laughs) Except for Ringo. I'm not going to go see Ringo live. Go on, Ringo. Go on, Ringo. I'm going to play I Am The Walrus. Okay. Waste of money. (laughs) Anyway, the stone tape. What did you think of the stone tape? Spooky old film, isn't it? It's spooky. Very <laughs> Holy spooky. Holy shit, I was not expecting this. Um, that's like every single play for today that I've watched has been banging. Mm, yeah, they, like they, these, they're onto something. These uh, these they play for TV films, they don't miss. They're all so uh, experimental and creative and just have these like really distinct vibes um i was in captured by this film in what's the word I'm looking for enraptured enraptured by this film <laughs> i was so into this film uh i was way into the the mystery as to like what the fuck is this thing and uh then when it's revealed as you know what it is mm. um it's so unorthodox it's so un- it it's so out there and like and then the way that they're like treating it as a technology as 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 it as if it's a weird tape, you know. Mm. <laughs> um, oh, I loved it. And then when you get the reveal, when you see the thing, I was genuinely like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah. I was like, even the reveal as to like what it is, you know, the two red glowing dots. I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "Nope, <laughs> get it, get out, <laughs> run." Yeah. It has that really like old, like. That old quality, that old things have, mm. because did you watch this on YouTube? There's a there's a version on YouTube. I did, yep. Uh, but like it has a, like you have special effects which portrayed the you know the ghosts or the recordings or whatever. Um, but um, even just the film itself is kind of like degraded, mm. but not in like a it's just not as in it's not amazing quality, but it's not bad quality. But like the actual, uh, just the effect of the fact the that it was grain. Yeah, the grain. The fact that it was ripped off off TV 
um, there's like kind of ghost effects just mm-hmm. of people moving around just like natural kind of uh, uh, environmental effects from just the aging just kind of the technology itself how the film is broadcast um, and yeah there's, there's a grain there's a vintage quality to it there's just kind of uh, it, really, it adds to the atmosphere um, in a way that probably wasn't intended at the time but still really uh, it, it bears itself out really well uh, when you're watching it in the modern age the mm, modern era definitely but yeah, it's it's a it's a really cool mix of sci-fi and and horror at the same time, because um, it's all about it's it's obviously it's about a research team from an electronics company. So it's incorporating it's 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 uh, juxtaposing the, the modern with the with the uh, the old, the gothic and stuff mm. like, like it's it's an old. It's similar to like whistling. I'll come to you is basic old um, ghost ghost story <clears throat> written by an old guy a long time ago, and it has all the features, qualities, elements of. Uh, conventional ghost story mm-hmm. stone tape is different in that it, it diverges in that it's like it's a sci-fi horror film um where it's about people playing with modern technology and um kind of like investigating as a viewer um how stuff like ghosts and other supernatural phenomenon and just general kind of like you know mist mysterious happenings um play into those because because like you know these days it's in nope as well it's like you have all these cameras you don't have any ufo sightings you know you know bigfoot's always blurry that's the old mm-hmm. joke you never get any ghost sightings anymore things are a lot cleaner things are a lot more sterile Um it's like things if if there's not so much an emphasis on the subjective experience as there maybe was in terms mm-hmm. of just in terms of um visual communication and things like that yeah yeah like you can't just say oh, i saw a ghost it's like oh you're fucking crazy man you know prove yeah, sh- it. sure you saw a ghost yeah. you know you've no uh you've no imagery to to prove it and the stone tape is, is kind of about like why is it so hard to capture this yeah explaining nearly and it's it's, it's like a nope nope has the same kind of like plot device mm. where it's like, why is it so hard to capture a ufo uh and the stone tape is like is really cool um it presents a really cool theory which has kind of grown since it's a pseudoscience. Like, there's no. Oh yeah, it's like, not. It's not an actual theory, yeah. but it's just like, um, it's more like a thought experiment. Yeah, it's a thought experiment, which is pretty interesting to think about, um, in terms of, you know, because it has. It just. It's. It's not just about ghosts. It's. It's, it's implications beyond, like, on a philosophical level, mm. to do with just like, um, matter, basically, because mm-hmm. the whole thing is they go to this Victorian castle, um, and there's a specific room which is old stonework. Hasn't been renovated in a very long time. the The foundations uh, date date back to to Saxon era England and all this. Yeah, stuff. like the room that they're in is older than the actual building or something like that. Isn't yeah, it? it's really really old and it's it's uh, famous for being haunted. And uh, so they're trying to get they're testing out their new tech. They're trying to capture a ghost, basically, ghost hunting. Well, not yeah. originally because they're they're planning on uh, just making up like some form of a new medium to like present media and even at that i was like that's so cool mm. like just like that idea is like oh yeah sure like they're like talking about like dvds and tv like what else can we do you know mm. very forward thinking very forward thinking and then when they discovered the thing and they're like oh this can be the next big medium you know we can we if we can figure out this this moss and like how it projects emotions <laughs> or whatever the fuck it's able to do. I don't know how to explain it properly. The stone tape? The stone tape. Yeah, yeah. Like... It uses human skulls to project uh, sounds and uh, visuals. Depending... It's, but it's entirely subjective. It's dependent mm. on the person. Yeah. So that's why it's, it's, it, can't be, it can't be picked up by the recording devices. 
because it's, it's happening inside in your, your head. head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the way that they're like, we can take this and turn it into the next form of TV. I just thought that was like, that's so cool. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's such that's a VR, bro. Yeah, that's, that's such VR. a cool idea. But yeah, the whole subjective uh, way that they can all, and the scientific explanation behind it. Like, this film is very, very sci-fi uh, in terms of like, the way that exp- it explains how this works mm. and like the way that they're using like sonar and echoes to try and like like that bit where they're where they've spent days in the room just like blaring sounds to try and trigger it to happen mm. and like they're all just bollocks they're all like it's f- like essentially experiencing some form of torture <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, just like so much in the film just like it's just so interesting yeah, it's, it's it's a lot of cool ideas. It's, it's, it's very vibey, very it's, vibey. And it, you know, it's like it's not like full on scary, but it's like you get that cold kind of spooky feel throughout the film. If you don't like that vibe, yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, it's not like it's not like I was sitting there like on edge, tense, but there's like eerie, creepy feel. Yeah, it's I think it's 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 interesting in terms of uh the digital kind of take or the technological take on horror in the kind of like ghost story form mm-hmm. because the, there's, there's one line at one stage where they talk about how it's horrifying or there's a guy who comes in and he's like uh, they're asking him about the haunting and he hears like the the scream there's this horrible like shrill oh, it's horrible there's a shriek which is uh, um, only Jill can kind of see the like the apparition of the ghost itself but everyone most people except for one guy can hear mm-hmm. this horrible shriek of a, a maid who apparently died uh, a few decades before, and she's haunting the room or whatever. Um, she appears to have been like running away from something, walk, walked up the steps and fell mm-hmm. down and died. Um, but like, one of the guys comes in, he has this line where he talks about how uh, it's like to hear that shriek in real life is enough. Or he, he's talking about like he had a, he was in a car crash with his wife, and it mm-hmm. reminds him of that. Uh, but it's it's enough when you can hear it in real life and you can do something about it. It's a lot worse when you can hear it. And, and it's already you, happened. It's already happened, and you can't do anything about it at all. Mm-hmm. Which is something that, uh, you know, does come up n- a lot more now than it ever did before, mm-hmm. because it actually is a thing where you can have real time uh, footage and information of horrible things happening, and you have absolutely n- you cannot do anything yeah, about you it. Can't do there's it. no reaction. Yeah. Your body's having a reaction, telling you to do something, but you can't. There's yeah, nothing. There's energy built up in you to do something, and you can't. That's the horror. You're completely yeah. helpless. Yeah. Mm. Which is yeah. There's like. There's all these super cool, horrifying ideas in the film. Mm. Um, and it's just a great ghost story. Mm. Like, I was so into the investigation of... And, like, that's the other thing as well. Like, it's not... It's a different kind of ghost story, I guess, where, like, you don't... The ghost that they're that they're chasing, I guess, isn't the ghost that they see. If you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like a twist at the end. It, yeah, it's like, oh, there's something much worse going on in the room, but they're completely oblivious to it because they can't... Like, they, it's not, they haven't activated it yet, I guess, whatever. Mm. But then when they release the beast that's in this room, the thing that was chasing mm. the woman up the stairs... Yeah, that's oh. that's the horror. That's the horror. Because like, it, 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 almost, it almost ties back into what we are talking about earlier, where you have different kinds of... You have like kind of like an emergent intelligence, like alien life form, something like a nope, where it's not something we could ever comprehend, but it's like it's horrifying in a totally different, much more abstract kind of way mm-hmm. compared to like the aliens and like Independence Day or fucking 
whatever, you know, yeah, or is yeah. it just aliens, grey little men stuff? It's like you have the same kind of uh like duality here where it's like the you have the ghost, the conventional ghost who's like the who's the woman who's who's embodied by the woman running up the stairs and shrieking, falling to her death, and then you have what's behind that, which is something else entirely, mm-hmm. which is only really revealed towards the end of the film, which adds a lot like a whole different layer to what's going on. Yeah. In terms of uh you have the technological aspect, which is wrapped up in the ghost story, um, and then you have something else happening, like entirely something else entirely different happening uh, underneath, underneath, it. which pe- people are pretty much totally unaware of until the very end of the film, like mm-hmm. the last, the, like not even the last act, like the last few sequences. Um, that's a really cool kind of like like leveling up yeah. of, uh, of the horror stakes, you know. Um, is it's it's implied it's like some kind of like Anglo-Saxon demon or something like that? Oh uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. Could, like I don't know. I literally have no idea what the fuck it was meant to be. Yeah, it doesn't but, really like, matter I what it was. I yeah. don't care. Yeah, it's like, the unknown. It's, yeah, it's it. Yeah, literally, it's this like unknown evil, something that you'll never. It's somewhat Lovecraftian in that sense. Like you'll never be able to comprehend it. Yeah, it's yeah. not like a cosmic thing like in Lovecraft. It's much more like, like natural. This like natural. Horror. That's it's a the, it's a folk horror. It's, it's something that's, that's horror, in yeah. the earth. It's always been yeah. there. It's it, it predates the like the the foundations nearly of, mm-hmm. of the room they're standing in, which yeah. is already an old room. It's an old stonework room, you know. Um, but I thought that was very very cool. Yeah. You know, just the the idea of something lurking there, and the film itself is so technological as well. It's not shoving it in your face. It's not kind of thing where it's like, um. Or not sure, like Whistle and I'll Come to You has that kind of dynamic where it has you have the academic being uh, kind of uh, brought into this situation where he doesn't know what's going on. And this one you have that, but it's not, it's kind of a bait and switch where you have these guys investigating paranormal phenomenon through science. And then the rug is just totally pulled from oh. underneath them at the end. They, they just realize the guy at the end, Brock, he just realizes that whatever has been going on in the room is just. Because there's a point where they he comes up with the theory, the stone tape theory, and they all start cheer like uh, they 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 have a toast, and they celebrate this this new medium they might have discovered. Mm-hmm. Um, but like by the end, of the, by the time you get to the end of the film, you realize that that's just like it's it's basically inconsequential that mm-hmm. he doesn't actually know. He has no idea what's what's happening in the room or why the room is behaving that way. Yeah, um, and that the the technology itself, the theory itself, doesn't doesn't really matter. It's cool, but like. There's something much there's, darker going yeah, on this under, way worse. in the soil, something in the room, in in the the atmosphere there. Yeah, and even like in terms of, like, uh, what's her? What's the woman's name in it? Yeah, Jill. Jill. Well, like Jill is screaming at him, trying to tell him that there's something worse going on here, but he completely just like passes her off because she's a woman and like shut up she's hysterical no you're no your place you're just hysterical because mm, um, only she can see the the ghost yeah and like not only that but like she's the only one that can really uh somewhat comprehend it like not even like like she's the only one that can kind of get a grasp as to like what's really going on here um because even like the only other person that like you know listens to her is the guy that has no experience with it because he doesn't pick it up at all, mm. um, but like it just seems like he's mo- he's interested just because he's like, I mean, I can't even hear the fucking yoke, so I might as well learn about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the fact that she's completely put down, like just the uh, the way that misogyny plays throughout the film is very interesting. Yeah, yeah, she wins in the end, except for the, you know the whole yeah, dying she part. Ultimately, ultimately loses. Yeah, she, she dies. 
She's killed by the ghost. He did the dude in it. What's his name? Uh, Brock, his second name. What a dickhead. Oh, my God. He's a wanker, yeah. Oh, yeah. he's the worst. Yeah. He's the fucking worst. Like, uh, just a womanizing piece of shit, annoying, up his own hole, stuck up. He's an ugly bastard as well. Yeah, he's not even hot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's just like this, this... Who do you think you are? This crusty, middle-aged English man. Mm. This fucking dweeb. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he thinks he's... King of the nerds is all he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's king of the nerds. And he's like he's like the academic in Whistle I'll Come To You. He's like, I have a grasp on this. This is this is something, this is a, a situation, this is a room, this is a phenomenon that he can conquer mm-hmm. and dominate. And capitalize on. Capitalize on. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's what, yeah. The, the whole idea is to build a new medium, to develop a new medium so that it can be sold, so that it can out-compete, out-compete Japan or Japanese electronics. Mm-hmm. Um and you get bit of re- did you see it's just when you said that reminds you of the bit where like your the dude comes in with the uh he's got something in his teeth and he's giving him he's pulling his eyes aside. Oh yeah yeah <laughs> I yeah. was like wow I didn't see that one coming Ah, seventies man. <laughs> it's a different era. Yeah, Japan. They were mad about Japan back then. Now no one talks about them at all. Yeah, that's what Japan. Yeah, now it's all about China. But um yeah, but and he doesn't really yeah, he's very dismissive of jail and stuff, but he only really gets like proper angry when he realizes uh when he finds out that the uh company is kind of pulling the plug on the mm-hmm. project and they're gonna move in like a, a competing project which just wants to develop a, a new kind of dishwasher or something like that, a washing machine. Um so he only cares about um what he can gain from the experience, what he can kind of what what glory he can extract from whatever mm-hmm. is happening there, whatever project he's he's developing. Um but obviously, there's so much more happening at the same time, um, and they never really get to grips with like the ramifications or like what, because it it there's this very like narrow view of like the technological aspect. It's like oh, we can make this into a new mm-hmm. recording medium, but there's no kind of that no point do they stop and think like what's what, what is, is this, what is this what does this imply like yeah. right, how does uh what does it mean that stones like, can record yeah um like you know life no, you yeah know? not even that they're like. They're in no way concerned as to, like, what was it that got the woman? What is it that's making her scream? Mm. They don't care about that. They're like, oh, some guys must have came in and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it's just like, oh, no, it's fine. But, like, like when you're, like, as the viewer, you're like, oh, no, there's something so much worse than that. It's not that simple. I don't know what it is, but there's something mm. deeper and darker than that. Um, Because the way that they explain it is... Uh, it must be the stones reacting to strong human emotions or something like that. Mm. Bro, what type of huge... Like, what happened to this woman? I'd be questioning that. I was like, whatever this shit is, leave it alone because something bad happened to that woman and I don't want it happening to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's eventually revealed that she was... Uh, a victim. Yeah, she was a victim. She she died there um, quite recently. And obviously, the room is very, very old. Uh, but the only reason that they could see her ghost was because she was the most recent recording. Recording, and that there's obviously there's a whole, you know, I don't know, timeless. There's a huge archive, obviously, mm-hmm. of whatever. There's a few tracks on this tape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a few tracks there, uh, a few different reels going on, but they just can't really see it. They can't uh, tune into it. Um, I just it, it goes back into the, like they just never stop to think about what it might mean. Um, they just never consider anything beyond what immediate gain they might extract from the project. Um, 
Because the whole idea, like Stones recording stuff, you know, it's like what. Well, what is that? You know, like that, that changes everything. That changes the, that changes the whole. That changes the game. That changes the whole game, man. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's a, it's an interesting idea as well. You know, obviously it makes no sense after you think about it for a while. Oh no, yeah, I was but, even surprised uh, to find out afterwards that there are people that do actually think that this is a thing. Ah, are, yeah. Which is like, I think it is true. <laughs> I think it's true to an extent. You know, um, obviously not though, but. Um, if you really think about it, it makes no sense. But yeah, if you really think about it, it's like worshiping stone. Like if you go to fucking, you, know, you go to the Vatican, you go to Stonehenge. Yeah, Stone Stonehenge is actually it's uh, in the name. Yeah, yeah. Mark Fisher actually talked about Stonehenge. He briefly touched on this film, the Stone Tape in the Weird and the Eerie, and he talked about. Uh, he had all these different examples. He talked about like uh, Burroughs. One of Burroughs' like central tenets was this idea that uh, all human. Um, experience is just that the human experience itself is just a playback mechanism mm-hmm. and that we're all just repeating we're all just playing back recordings things that, like words memories it's all just playback constantly just being regurgitated and kind of like reassembled into new experiences and stuff like that um, I hate that top <laughs> yeah yeah it's weird top um, and even like like just the idea of what the uh like the delineation between org like organic matter and inorganic matter. Mm-hmm. Like there's still no solid theory for how rocks became like started to be alive. Like like there's no there's no explanation really. What do you mean? Sorry. Like like when the earth first formed it was just a rock. Oh sorry. I thought you meant literal rocks walking around. I was like what No, the- that's <laughs> yeah, what yeah, that's yeah. what happened. No, rocks, yeah, yeah. rocks suddenly just start walking around and no one knows why. Yeah. Like obviously not Ro- uh, literal yeah. rocks but like rocks became molecules li- just started living yeah yeah things just things that weren't alive suddenly just became alive and there's no solid explanation for why mm. and, uh, yeah where did life come from <laughs> yeah like how did it develop or what's that's the difference that's not something that I never hear people really talk about I've never heard someone explain it's because there's no real there's the idea that lightning uh, might have produced different gases and the gases over millions of years might have developed into some kind of uh, like organic matter but like, there's no verifiable proof. There's no real solid explanation for how it happened or why it happened. Yeah. <laughs> or like the mechanism. Um, like organic matter is basically just a folding in, like a, a level below inorganic matter, like just dead stuff, like mm. stones and stuff. We're just, you know, stones We're that began. Just walking to, stones. Yeah, stones that began to think, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, he, yeah. Fisher was talking about the Stonehenge. As some kind of recording device, uh, but the same way like the Vatican would be a recording device, um, or like I don't know, the Spire is a recording device, you know. It, it, in that, it's not that it's like a recording memories and thoughts, but that it represents some kind of meaning, which obviously can't exist in the future or the present. It's it's uh, symbolizing something which which existed in the past, and by visiting this you know dead inorganic object, you're replaying something. Uh, something meaningful, something, uh, some kind of experience which was previous previously took place there or was imbued into the object, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but that's just kind of you know overthinking it basically. Yeah, yeah. Is that where Dublin started to go down the shitters and the spire was erected? Yeah, because I think it's replaying a time that no one wants to remember now. I just when you were saying that I was like I fucking hate the spire. <laughs> it's, it actually should be torn down. I fucking hate the spire. What would you replace it with though? Statue of me. Statue of you. 
what 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 are we replaying there? The power pod. Is it? <laughs> it's, it's just, just they just play the speaker. Yeah, <laughs> it just plays constantly. Yeah, yeah. And then the other end of O'Connell Street is a statue of you, and you're it's your recordings. Oh right, so, so stereo. Like, so like, if you stand, and this is the way that like. If you, there's going to be a little box in the middle of O'Connell Street, mm. and when you stand in the box, it's like holy shit! The way that the sounds is echoing off, it's like a full episode of the Power Pod just playing out in my ears. <laughs> How much will this cost the taxpayer? Millions. Ten billion at least. We're developing a whole new science here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Stonehenge. Yeah, it's Stonehenge of the twenty-second century. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think we should we should definitely look into that when the dictatorship arrives. Mm-hmm. After the collapse of society in uh, December 2022. Once that money from the Patreon all comes true, this is what we're going to build. Once our anchor wallet starts to... Uh, starts to fill. Finally <laughs> finally opens up, mm-hmm. you know, we'll be fucking raking it in. Oh, yeah. Easy money. Yeah. I want a statue in the top park. Yeah, and I'll be there in the bottom park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the patron saints of Marina. <laughs> uh, it was meant to be. It was. <laughs> It was written in the stars. I like yeah. the stones. Will we move on to some news? Let's go. It's been a while since we've It's been a while since we've had some news because there hasn't been much going on. And even still <laughs> even still, <laughs> not enough going on. Yeah, really yeah. There are interesting developments in the Halloween universe. Yeah, like there's no... Because like the only other news is like uh yeah Warner Brothers Discovery Warner Bros is canceling more projects. And it's like, I don't want to talk about... The, I don't care. How grim that is. Yeah. Like, that's just like, you know... you think, There's no there's no nice spin on that. Yeah. There's nothing we can talk about. It's shit. Most, most Hollywood, like, talk is just like... Depressing. Bo- it's just... Yeah, it's depressing or it's boring. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, sorry. It's depressing or it's been paid. And if we talked about it, we'd be doing it for free when any of the articles we'd read are fully paid. You know? Yeah. Those are people who are selling their souls to write those articles. We can't do that for free. Yeah, Liam. We can't do it for free. You fucking shill. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least Liam gets paid. Yeah, at least Liam gets paid. You know? We don't. We, we can't do it for free. We're not being a mouthpiece to other, pe- to other, other websites. Fact. Not like the, the Empire, who wrote an article about uh, Halloween ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this isn't a puff piece. No, no. This, this is, is this is a... Uh, this is something we can actually have you know, fun talking about. This is actually an interesting bit of uh, wire talk. Because... You know, with the power pot, you know, we, we we talk about Halloween, the franchise. All the time. All the time. A constant, one of the central tenets of this podcast. Yep. And the next film, Halloween Ends, the final, quote unquote. <laughs> I don't even think they're even trying to say that this is the final Halloween film. But I think they're just like, yeah, this is the end of this trilogy. There will most likely be more Halloween films after this. Ah, yeah, but for the yeah. time being, this is the end. I think this would be uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's last film because she's old. She is old. This, yeah, this is this is definitely. I think she she shouldn't have come back her for last the second one. She should not come back. She she should. Bro, she all she had to do is sit in a bed. She didn't have to do anything. Yeah, she ruined the film. Easy paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're they're reporting that. Uh, David Green? Is that his name? David, David Green Gordon? David Gordon Green. David Gordon Green. Oh, was that a right motherfucker? <laughs> um, he's came in and he's like, yeah, like the film is out in like, you know, a month, two months. And we're just like, you know, we're finalizing the end. Like it's done and dusted. But we're like, oh, well, can we change the bit here? Can we change the bit here? Bro. Bro. You have had. Bro. Bro. 
bro. Five years to think about this fucking ending. This fran- this trilogy was announced as a trilogy. The first film came out in 2017, and like 2020. In 2017. They literally said 2020. That's gonna be Halloween ends. You've had an extra two years since then, and a month before this film is coming out, you're tweaking and changing the end. He's like, this film's gonna be shit. <laughs> it actually will. I have no hope for this film. We're still gonna go see it though. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Opening day. <laughs> oh. I'm not even joking when I say that. No, yeah, I'll we're be going there. opening day. I'll be there. What day is ho- is it? Op- open opening Halloween, yeah. Um, on Halloween. Yeah. What's the? What date is this film? Have we got a release date for this film yet? Surely we do. We have a trailer. Ah, yeah. It's Halloween's a Sunday. Or did they just say October? Um, excuse me. Um, no. The release date is October fourteenth. October fourteenth. So, so it's a, it's six weeks away. Six weeks. Um, episode a hundred and eight, seven, hundred seven, hundred eight, hundred yeah, hundred six. No. 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 Uh, is it no 106 no it's not 6 weeks no yeah but like yeah maybe it is mm. oh, we'll find out is that our episode 106 or 107 alright well, we will have a review full yeah. spoilers yeah oh yeah we we <laughs> we didn't even care about spoilers for the last no. one I got I got multiple complaints <laughs> <laughs> just full on top we only been out like 2 days we are just like yeah this is shit yeah and then that, that thing at the end where he's like he, suddenly he's invincible it's just like It'd be ah, no here. Come on, I don't even like, spoilers for shit like that. Get out of here. It's fine. No, that wasn't a spoiler. That was a warning. That was, we're trying to help people. This will be the same. Uh, October fourteenth. So that's a yeah. Friday. But you're getting a six week warning now that when we talk about Halloween ends, it's going to be a massive spoiler discussion first. And first there'll be and no more mention of spoilers till then. And then we'll never talk about Halloween again. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Same way that we never talk about Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, to be fair, we don't. <laughs> Unless there's a new movie out. Mm. But, uh, do you, okay, so, did we, maybe ask you this question, which one do you think is going to be better? Do you think Halloween Ends or 2022 Texas Chainsaw? 2022 Texas Chainsaw. <sighs> oh, MO. that is harsh. Nah. That's harsh. Man, t- Texas Chainsaw 2022 was... Dog shit, yeah, On par with uh, Halloween Kills. That's not true. Yeah, it is. Hollow- that Texas is true. Chainsaw was That's worse. fact. Texas Chainsaw was worse. No nah, man, no. At least the kills were good in Halloween Ends. Were they? Ah, yeah, he brutalized some fuckers in that. I don't know, man. I don't know. He fucked people up. It, it was just, it was just fucking. It was noise. By it about, was noise. By about an hour in, I was like, I don't care it what's was, happening here. It was like listening to an hour and a half of like a really extreme, but really edgy and shit metal album. Yeah. Just like, this is just noise at this age. That's the best description for that film. It was a Limp Bizkit album. It was in bits. It was. <laughs> it was, it was in a Limp bits. Bizkit album. Um, yeah, honestly, Texas Ch- at least Texas Chainsaw 2022 had nothing going for it. I had no expectations. It wasn't following on from the best entry in the franchise since the original film. That is true. You know, the letdown. I'm, I'm, I'm taking into account the, like, the huge downslope. The expectations... And the downslope. It's just like the fucking the the curve here. It's just like it was untenable. Unten- oh, yeah. It was one of the worst <laughs> films I've ever seen. I would nearly say that like the um, Texas Chainsaw twenty twenty two and the film beforehand, Texas Chainsaw three D. That's like a slight increase 
a very minor <laughs> increase in quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very minor, but it is an increase. Mm. The drop from 2018 Halloween to Halloween Kills. It's it's one of the steepest drops. Mm. Maybe ever. Like can I can I, can we actually think of a steeper drop? Especially considering Godfather Part Two, Godfather Three. I haven't even seen those films, but from what people say, to be fair to Godfather Part Two and Godfather Part Three, those weren't released anywhere near each other. I don't think they even planned for Godfather Part Three. Halloween Kills was planned specifically planned. It was supposed to come out the year after Halloween, or supposed to come out twenty twenty. Sorry, um, it was written at the same time as Halloween twenty eighteen. It has absolutely no excuse whatsoever. Um, it was totally unforgivable. And I, for one, will never forgive David Gordon Green or Danny McBride. Danny McBride's also going to be in Halloween uh, Ends as well. Is he? He's, he's probably going to get killed by Michael Morris. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, you are uh, 100% correct with that assessment. Godfather Part 2, 1974. Godfather Part 3, 1990. Mm, yeah, 16 years. You can forgive that. You can actually forget that. A lot of people like Godfather Part 3. I've never heard of anyone who likes Halloween Kills. I don't know anyone. I would judge them heavily if I yeah, met them. Yeah, yeah. I would stop talking to them. It's a mess, that film. That is the biggest. That is one of the biggest messes. Yeah. Um, it's a mess. A mistake. I might rewatch Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills, though. We should do that beforehand. Yeah, we should. We should record an episode, watch both of them, and then go see the film. Oh, no, wait. That's a terrible idea. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> That'd be a long day. Oh, no, I'd <laughs> fucking hell. Ooh, no, not doing that. Unless yeah. it's in cinemas. I'm not doing it. Yeah. yeah you know. That'd be a terrible marathon, though. Oh, wouldn't it? That's like, what's the worst? We, we oh, could just skip. The, what's the, the worst sp- marathon to do? The worst marathon? That's a good question. I'd say Shrek franchise. Because you come up on that peak, and then the whole theater is empty by halfway through the third one. That's very true. It's not like or not even halfway. It's like as soon as the third one starts, everyone's like, "Fuck this." You're dead. you're actually dead right because like I feel like you want if you're doing a marathon, you want valleys and mountains. You want lows, but you want something to bring you back up to mm. keep you going. And if you're doing Shrek, you peak the second film, and then you got two films. There, films, like which, a, aren't good. which aren't good. Uh, Shrek Four is alright, but it's like it's okay. It's, it's okay. that's a hill. It's on a mountain. <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking. That's a yeah, a hill. That's that's generous. Yeah, like it peaks at a literally the very end of the second film, and you might as well not bother with the rest. Toy Story, uh, talking about hills and valleys. Toy Story is pre- too consistent for a marathon, in my opinion. You get so tired because it's the yeah, same thing things- again, and again, and again. Uh, yeah. You know, and they're all good, but like. You don't want four good films in a row, which are all the same. You know? Uh, Might as well watch like, the Fast and Furious franchise. Same thing. Yeah, Fast, exact and Furi- same thing. Fast and Furious is too long. They're all the same. That's like 18 hours. Imagine doing a marathon with that. You need to be put for a in. Full day. You need to be put in prison if you do that. <laughs> yeah, they're just, uh, they're, the Lighthouse advertises a, a Fast and Furious marathon. You walk in, it's just... You're, Immediately it's, you're fucking... It's a booking sheet. Like, yes. <laughs> you get put into a van. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, ne- you're you're not seen for like another like three years, and then you come back out, and you're just. What did you do, man? It's like you're just slightly different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your tastes have adjusted. But yeah, what 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 would you say is the worst worst marathon? Uh, excluding length. Let's not make length a factor in it, because then. 
Because then you could, because I think that like I think a Halloween or not Halloween, a Friday the Thirteenth with like a group of people would be really fun. Yeah, yeah. But there's twelve films there. I get the the ones that are worth watching. Yeah, but you need to have watched the ones beforehand nearly because there's an ongoing lore <laughs> in Friday Thirteenth. I'll have you know. <laughs> Thirteen, I was twelve. Yeah. Um. So like, if not doing that, um, why don't be a shit one? Texas Chainsaw. Because once you get past the fourth film, once you get past the, past the first film, <laughs> yeah, no, but like no, but like if you're watching a yeah, group yeah. of people, the second and fourth film are fun. Mm. Once you get to that remake stage, yeah, it's it's pointless. not like after that. Like the first remake is pretty decent, and I actually kind of quite like the second, the prequel to that one. But like once you hit that stage, yeah, and even at that, they're not like they're not good. And they're not like enjoyable, fun watches with a group of people. Mm, yeah, I think that'd be a shit binge. Yeah, Evil Dead is just a perfect binge. Yeah, yeah, it actually is perfect length. You need a trilogy as well. I can't have two. No, it's too short with two. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to think of other fun franchises to binge, but uh, I think Spider-Man Marathon would be really cool. Yeah, the first three, yeah, like yeah. the Tobey Maguire ones, hundred percent. That is the definition of a fucking. You start here, you move up, you hit your peak, and then you move down. But you're having fun because it's you so s- steep. You s- you're having fun, but you just you still have fun with that third yeah, film. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone laughs at film. It's yeah, good, it's a good film. It's like a fun bad film. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know that actually would be a good good marathon. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Maybe the Marvel would be fucking. Awful. You'd be there for four days. It's like sitting in like beige soup for three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you actually could not do do a Marvel marathon like, or if you do, I think uh, I would. So it's really you know, See, I'd be concerned for you. So when they put the people in prison for doing the Fast and Furious one, yeah. if you do the Marvel one, they just shoot you there on the spot. Yeah, that's a straight up execution. <laughs> no offense to the Marvel fans, <laughs> the Marvel stands out here, which is most people. Nah, no, yeah, fucking criminal stuff though. <laughs> <laughs> they have it coming. <laughs> They've had it coming for too long. They've ruined cinema. They really have, they bro. Have. They have a lot to answer for. Yeah, yeah. Well, we move on to our listener questions. We will indeed. If you want to ask us a listener question, you can get to us at paro underscore pod on our Instagram or Twitter, or you can email us at theparopod at gmail.com if you wish to do so. Our first question is coming in from Hannah. And she's asking, what is the meaning of life? For fuck's sake. <laughs> it's a heavy one to start off I know, on. yeah. Um, the meaning of life is to vibe. It's the it's the first tenet of vibology. Mm. When you sign the papers, the first thing that you read, you know, you get the, the sign-up pamphlet, and then you get the secret pamphlet once you've signed up. And the first one, it says, the meaning of life is to vibe. Yeah, that's like one of the commandments. Go with the flow. Enjoy it. Mm. that is the meaning of life and then the second tenant the top one was a lie there is no meaning <laughs> damn it's like, it's like fight club yeah I know right it's just fight club it's just fight club <laughs> yeah. the meaning of life is, to, life is to fight yeah fact man the thrill of the fight fact bro yeah meaning of life I, I can't I can't disagree to be honest the meaning of life yeah it's definitely just to um, you know enjoy it while you can it is the absurdity of it there is no meaning yet we must make one damn <laughs> oh shit what the fuck it's too late for that <laughs> too late bro 
I'm gonna go, go to bed crying. <laughs> what did he mean by that? Yeah, damn, <laughs> dropping troop bombs. <laughs> Our second question is also coming in from Hannah, and Hannah is asking, "What's your favorite fact?" My favorite fact. Um, I don't know. My favorite fact, just because it's the first one that came to my head, is that like, and I don't even know if it's if it's true, but if you took a single person and you lined them up, if you like stretched them out. Mm. Like on a cellular level, we would wrap around the Earth th- three times. How does that make any sense? I have another fact as well, similar lines. If you took someone's lungs, spread them out, they would cover a tennis court. That's a pretty common fact, but how does that make any sense? No idea. How does that add up? On a cellular level, sure, but like yeah. I don't know if it's cellular or if you just like. Is that not? Does that not like a, a thing where like the coastline paradox, where like you're infinitely long, like the the more. But the the smaller you get, because another way, like if I measure my arm right now from elbow to the tip of my finger, it's a certain length. But if I start to measure my pores, it like it fucking it will like double. And if I start to measure even further, it will get like even longer and longer. You know. You know what I mean? No, I've never heard that. The before. coastline paradox. You know that thing? No. You know where if you go, so you think of Ireland, like the shape of Ireland. Our coastline is a set. Uh, the the official coastline, like the CIA factbook, yeah. or whatever, is a certain is a specific number. But if you were to measure it yourself, you'd probably come up with a different number because it changes day by day. But like if you if you say measure fucking Mayo or whatever, there's loads of rocks out there and stuff. And um, so if you measure around to like a lower, like a more uh, a more refined level each time, you're going to get more and more detail, and your number will like grow exponentially larger the more detailed you kind of uh you try it you know oh i hate that (laughs) yeah what the fuck i never heard that before we talked about it before oh yeah but you know me (laughs) (laughs) it might be that thing yeah lungs covering a tennis court i can't imagine that i can't comprehend that therefore i think it's false yeah you know the um if you were on a cosmic scale and you picked up the earth and you roll it around in your finger it'd be the smoothest cue ball to ever exist like the uh, the highest point, like Mount Everest, and the lowest point, wherever that is, don't know what it is. The distance of that is only like a couple of kilometers. Like it's you know it's a decent amount of kilometers, but it's still only a few kilometers. But that rel- that groove relatively to the the surface area of the Earth is mm. really small, and you can't feel it if you were like to roll around. Like if it was like a marble. And mm. rolled around in your fingers, you've the smoothest marvel you've ever felt in your life. That's mad. Yeah. I want to do that now. I want to have fingers the size of the sun. Yeah. No, <laughs> even bigger. <laughs> Cosmic fingers. Yeah. Here's another one. Um, if you drilled a hole in the earth and you dropped a, uh, a uh, what you call it, if you jumped in it, you jumped inside for some, and somehow you survived the, the, mm-hmm. the heat and the core and stuff. Um, Obviously, it's like a it's a it's a hole that literally travels through the planet. Uh, if you when you get to the other side, you will just like you'll just pop up and you can start walking away because you your terminal velocity you hit terminal velocity whatever, uh, and then you get to the, like the gravitational core of the Earth and then you stop accelerating. But and obviously, the decrease. momentum yeah the momentum keeps you going, um, and eventually you uh, hit the other side. But by the time you hit the other side, you can just like get up and walk away. Wild. Yeah. How long do you think that would take? 
a few hours probably, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, like I feel like it'd be a while. Yeah, you'd be falling for a while anyway. You <laughs> <laughs> like that guy in The Simpsons when yeah. he falls in the hole. The softball player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Hannah is now asking us, what is your least favourite fact? We will all die someday. That's a bad fact. Um, but death is just a new life. Yeah, what's up beyond that? You know, uh, what's my least favorite? I found out. I just because again, I learned this fact today. Did you ever hear the torture method? The tub. No. It's where they get you. They put you in a uh, a wooden. What's it called? A barrel? No, it's called, I think it's called the tub. They get you in a wooden barrel. Anyway, I don't know why it's called the tub. But anyway, they put you in a barrel and they fill it up with honey and milk, mm. and they rub it on your face as well. And they just leave you sitting there. Oh, you get eaten by bees and stuff? Yeah, my bees, maggots eat you alive. Mm. Uh, you're living in your own feces and shit. Yeah. And you're just like, your body gets like decayed while you're still alive, essentially. That is my least favorite fact, that there are people that have died that way. Mm. Bro, I know that we were saying like... um the like chimps and shit are evil and they need to die. Mm. Nothing to compare to what humans do to yeah. each other. Oh, humans are pretty bad. <laughs> Nothing though compared to what we've done to each other in the past. Yeah, you know, um, they've uh, science has advanced to an extent where you can now be skinned alive and like be kept alive the entire time. You know, it's like you used to die like of shock or like bleeding mm-hmm. stuff. Nothing can keep you alive with the uh, amphetamines and stuff. It's fucked up and painkillers. That's that's, that's one of my least favorite facts. Yeah, yeah. Grim. <laughs> least favorite facts always get like fucking disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> if each finger, okay, if each of your fingers could dispense a different liquid, what would they be? <laughs> five sauces. Five sauces. Or no, like five liquids. One of these is garlic sauce, garlic mayo. Garlic mayo. Ugh. That's one of my. That's my pinky. I do curry, 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 curry. I don't know different sauces. <laughs> Um, curry. Um, I'm gonna be superhero. Liquid nitrogen. Freeze fools. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just become a superhero yeah. with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Water. I'd like to be able to just like. I, I hate water. I hate. Would be mad. you <laughs> stuck on your thumb. <laughs> That'd be so. I I fucking hate filling up my water. My, I know. My, yeah. My cup. Okay. So I got curry. I don't know what's what was it. <laughs> curry. <laughs> You would stink. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with that guy? <laughs> right. you're, you're, uh, you, fr- you're, uh, you have all your your liquids in your hands, whatever, but you accidentally used the wrong one. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get some water, and you just fucking pour like lava down your throat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, boiling water. Oh, not the cum finger, bro. <laughs> what are you doing? I was going to say, yeah, the cum finger. <laughs> it's like, why would you ever need that? It's like, why did I pick this one? <laughs> you accidentally uh, get your bird pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> ah, fuck. <laughs> That's the cone Stop finger. my kid. <laughs> Stands. Oh. oh, God. Okay, so we got... <laughs> Stands. It's not my fault. Um, right, so we got we water... Got the finger, water finger, curry finger... Garlic uh, mayo. Garlic mayo finger and liquid nitrogen finger. <laughs> Oh god! You'd be the shittest superhero <laughs> of all time. 
Okay. I don't even want curry on my own. Right, wait, wait, wait. What would you take instead? What would I take? Okay, right. So oh, man. Garlic. Beer. Beer. Yeah, you're staring the night out. What I think? Oh, wait. Vape. Vape, vape juice. Vape juice. <laughs> <laughs> That's like... Yeah, no, yeah, right. So we got... Okay, I got garlic mayo. I got water. Mm. I got uh, some form of alcoholic beverage. But one that I can't get sick of, and I don't think it's going to happen. Fuck it. Vodka be handy. Mm, it's plain. It's plain vodka. EP be so handy. <laughs> Don't worry about it, mate. You're out of drink. How does it see? Right. Also, how is it seeping out of your finger? I like. The, I, uh, I like think it's from the nails. Yeah, like I want to because it's not like, like realistic. I don't want to shoot now. I want to like seeping out of my finger. <laughs> like I'm sweating or something like that. But like it's the cum fingers, just like. <laughs> It's all sticky. <laughs> it was like, what's that smell? I don't want to come, fingers. I don't want that. Yeah, come is, a, come is enough problems coming out of one area. I don't need to come in out of two. Uh, if it's seeping, then you can't have any sauces. No, but it's like, you know, yeah, but like it seeps and then it starts like dripping and then it's like a full blown tap, you know what I mean? Oh, right, yeah, yeah. So, uh, water. Oh, wait, wa- I want wine. I want wine. I, I don't want that. I want Pinot Grigio. Yeah, I want wine. I want mm. Shiraz and my middle finger. And then, what other finger do I have? So I have water, uh, garlic mayo, wine. Fuck, i got two more fingers. Well, so, okay. Uh, liquid nitrogen. Liquid nitrogen. And what's another good liquid? Piss. Piss would be funny, but like I think people get sick of you. It's like, oh, not piss fingers again. <laughs> <laughs> this chap burns the ears <laughs> off Oh, bro. <laughs> Yeah, it will uh, get annoying. What's a good liquid? What's a some form of acid? Just flick acid at people. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's what I do. If someone's rude to you. Just flick acid in their face. Yeah, and then you follow up with the cum finger, <laughs> and you freeze them. <laughs> oh, you got cum in your face. <laughs> you got frozen cum in your face. Uh, okay, our last question is coming up from James, and James is asking Pacino or De Niro. Ooh, oh, intense. De Niro. I'm also going to have to go with De Niro. Yeah. Simply because I've watched more De Niro films as well. I just think... I just like him more. Who do you prefer in Heat? Mm, yeah, I, see, I don't really like either of them in Heat. But I, not, not as in, like, I don't like them. It's just, like, they're just kind of stock characters, aren't they? Well, like, Pacino does have, like, that line. It's like, she's got a great big ass. You got your head right up there. <laughs> like, that's... I think Pacino wins it in that film. Maybe in that one, yeah. Um, the Godfather. Pacino, Godfather, yeah. Pacino in the Godfather as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've never seen the second Godfather. Uh, yeah, no, actually, he, he is incredible in The Godfather. I have to say. Mm. I have to say. Um, he is a great actor. I actually didn't like... Oh, he's an, an amazing actor. They both also kind of fell into that um, weird kind of like... Like, it seems like they're both broke. You know, they just take anything. Like Jack and Jill with Pacino in it. <clears throat> He's doing a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. And then De Niro. Just like, uh-huh. There's way more bad De Niro films, I feel like, than Pacino. Yeah, oh, there definitely are. But his, like his run in the 70s and 80s is, uh, I think it was just crazy, like, you know. Uh, I'm trying to see what Pacino films I've seen. Like Taxi Driver is just incredible. I don't think, like Al Pacino has... Has Godfather. Fuck, am I more of a Pacino guy? Because I'm thinking about all the films. Have you ever seen Dog Day Afternoon? 
No. You should watch that, man. It's really, really good. I actually think I might be a Chino boy because I'm looking at. I'm looking, see, at I'm looking at his films. I'm like, okay. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I actually don't remember Pacino being. Oh, he's at the start, but I don't get. He's only at the start. Godfather, which he's incredible in. The Irishman. I'm like, I prefer Pacino in that film to De Niro. Mm, they're both at the end of their ropes, though. Yeah, but like. I think Godfather Part 2, Scarface, which I haven't seen. He, I prefer Pacino. I don't like Scarface. I prefer Pacino and he as well. House of Gucci, which I haven't seen. Dog Day Afternoon, Godfather Part 3. I've only seen... To be fair, he's fucking gas in, in Jack and Jill. He's the best thing in Jack and Jill. Oh, he is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's in Dick Tracy. I don't remember Al Pacino being in Dick Tracy. Man, he is Dick Tracy. Oh, fuck, sorry. I was thinking of the one that we watched, uh... Bullworth. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of Bullworth. Um, Ocean's 13. I haven't seen that. Um, and then De Niro. De Niro has a serious amount of sneakers. Yeah, he's got way more sneakers, but he also has nearly three times the amount of films that Pacino has. Yeah, and he saw, he like, 70s and 80s. Like, it's just. Deer insane. Hunter. Deer King Hunter. of Comedy. Yeah, Taxi, taxi Driver. Insane. Raging Bull. Mm Shark Tale. <laughs> <laughs> Stardust. He's great in Stardust. He's yeah. the captain. Even Meet the Fockers. Mm. Not Meet the Fockers. Meet the Parents. Meet the Parents, yeah. yeah. Meet the Fockers is good as well. Little Fockers is terrible. Oh, it is, yeah. The Family is also fucking dog shit. The Untouchables. Ronan. What the fuck? Joker. He is in Joker. <laughs> he is in Joker. Goodfellas as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, this uh, question is way harder than I thought it was going to be. I have to go with De Niro. I, I refuse to back down. I'm okay. My my brain tells me De Niro. <laughs> my heart is saying Pacino. But I'm going to go with De Niro. Fair. Because I've just seen him way more as well. Mm. You know? Yeah, Pacino needs to get his act together. Yeah, he needs to get in worse films now to get to one up on. To be fair, like, fucking. And Deer Hunter as well. Because, hmm. um, like, but, like, De Niro's in some of the films that I would actually say I hate. <laughs> I can't say that for any of the films I've seen Pacino in. Yeah, yeah. No, he he does just take anything. He is broke, I'm pretty sure. He's in loads of ads. Dirty well. Grandpa, I don't know what that is. I know I'm going to hate it. <laughs> oh, is that with Zac Efron? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's also in Extras. He's amazing in Extras. So funny, such a funny episodes. Episodes are. Um, yeah, has to be Bobby D. Yeah, that was, that was a good question though. Much tougher than I thought it was gonna be. Fuck me. Mm-hmm, yeah. Indeed. Will we leave it at that? Let's do it. Any recommended film for episode one hundred and one? Big number. Oh, some would say a bigger number than a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to recommend a film that we... The Phantom film of this podcast. A film that we have briefly talked about in the past. Which haunts the podcast. It's like this ghoul that we need to exercise. We need to talk about Synecdoche, New York. Let's do it. Let's do it. Season two of the podcast. Yes. We conquer a beast that we've talked about briefly, very briefly in the past. Yeah. With always the shudder afterwards. It's well, going to be a meaty, meaty episode. 
It's going to be three hours long. We're also going to do Decalogue and... Santango. Santango. Showa. <laughs> Showa. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be great vibes. It's going to be great vibes. <laughs> Slight little warning for episode 100. It might be delayed. Possibly. Possibly. Who knows? Either way, it's going to be well worth it. We're going we're gonna to try something. But in trying something, there might be a longer edit. So mm. maybe not for audio. No, no, it has to go both ways. Shit, I spoil it. I'm going to delete that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There will be, a, there will most likely be a delay. But we got something special planned. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. For the next episode. Episode 100. Oh my God. Can't wait. I'm excited, Mark. Are you? Yes. I would like to thank all my family and friends. I want to thank my mom, my dad. I want to thank the Academy. I want to thank Sam, the dog. Ah, oh, big shout out to Sam. Number one guest. We actually wouldn't have got here without Sam. No, we wouldn't have. He gave us the emotional and also financial support <laughs> yeah. to do this podcast. He's a powerful dog. <laughs> He's him? got powerful friends. Oh my God. <laughs> He's got friends in high places. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, we'll leave there. All right, we'll leave there. See ya. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye.